0: Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. All
1: right, let's start the show. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve and here with me is Kevin. Hey guys. Andy. Hey now. (laughs) And Ian. Hey, what's up guys? Hey, what's up? All right, this is episode 289, Ryan's World. Okay. Um, yeah. So we're going to interview Ryan for now, um, but that'll come a little later. Let's uh, check away, check in with everyone's week. Who would like to go first?
2: Wow. Don't everybody speak all at <laughs> once. I know, right? I'll go ahead and go first. Go first. Why don't, don't you go first? Be careful with what you say. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know he's not capable of that <laughs> that's why he's on the show <laughs> all right go all right
3: um well i was on discord on friday and um there was quite a few people in there uh, let's see shaggy showed up for a little bit um Devin mcclellan was in there uh rob was in there for a little while rob mcclellan mctoon Ooh. Gucci ended up coming in there for uh, quite the while. I think by the time we ended up logging off Discord, it was like almost three in the morning Eastern.
0: Oh my God. Ooh.
3: Wow. Yeah. And of course, we were talking about everything on under the sun, you know, especially with Gucci in there. He, you know, he gets talking about competition, which is always great to hear. I right?
4: mean, mm-hmm.
3: you know, I know me personally, I probably don't have the patience for that. But I am still pretty interested in speed. I, I wouldn't mind, you know, pushing my heli to the limit. Uh, I might... I don't know. Eh, my biggest fear is, you know, crashing at something at that high rate of speed because, honestly... <laughs> <laughs> re-kit. <laughs> re-kit everything. Yeah. Um, but no, it was a lot of fun. Uh, got the BS till incredibly late, but... You know, I was still kind of stuck at home at that point, but um, I ended up—I'm uh, COVID-free now, obviously. So oh, awesome, dude! Yeah, so Saturday, kind of, you know, got to do a few things that I needed to done, you know, to get done, and then not so much just get out of the house, you know, just you know, go for a drive or whatever. So it was—it was awesome. Um, I ended up putting a couple flights on the the four hundred and seventy Saturday morning. Just went over to the local park and you know just knocked out a couple batteries. Um, you know it's like I never, uh, it's like I never stopped flying. I mean, it's probably been, oh geez, a little over a month since I last flew. Um, did some wrenching on the NX4. Oh, it's done. Oh and, my god! <laughs> yeah, it's nice. done. It starts. It flies uh i just did a test hover out front i didn't have a whole lot of fuel to go ahead and you know knock some flights out but that'll be this weekend for sure um and i started installing you know well i started it last week but uh you know got the the esc in the 420 the hobby wing 100 since it's still kind of a learning curve i'm still working on getting it going but i think i've got it It's a matter of doing a test flight, but I need to finish kind of buttoning it up and just try it, see how it does. But I've got it on VBARGov. I just think that's going to be something that that's probably where I'm going to like it as far as uh, which governor I'm going to use. It just seems like I can do a little bit more on the VBAR. It is only a version 3, so there's no telemetry, but I can can set my... uh, um, my head speeds to my liking on the on the v-bar i mean just kind of set up the hobby wing like i did my castle is just one and done i guess you should uh, really
1: try the hobby wing gov though
3: i will i mean like i said if i don't like it i could just pull the art the external uh, rpm sensor out and then try it so it's wait, I, wait.
5: external
1: rpm sensor
3: yeah because yeah, uh,
1: you're not using have... the one that's built in. It has a built-in R- rpm sensor
3: Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was like Castle where it had. I don't know. Where no, I could just. No, set no. There's, so I There's a the wire. What'd you gives, think you that other wire, wire was for? Yeah. I thought I could use either or. <laughs> <laughs> no. It still reads. It still reads, so.
1: Oh, is that what that's for?
3: <laughs> oh,
2: Jesus.
1: Okay. Hey, I think. It's a I Yes, it's a learning curve. No no worries. I think offline you, you and I need to or and any one of us needs <laughs> to do a video chat with you and we'll kind of go over it's the, the basic wiring. Now. Yeah. Yeah, there is no reason why you should be running an external hobby wing RPM sensor on a hobby wing ESC. No. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get you Like
3: I said I, I don't know. I've never used Hobby Wing. I mean, I've never used mm-hmm. Scorpion, but uh yeah, I guess you never uh,
1: also took a look at the manual, right?
2: No, you never cracked a book. You never looked at anything. You never looked online. at yeah, the did manual. Look at the wiring. Open the I box did. and say, "Oh, let's get this thing. It's got wires on it."
1: Yeah, plug it in. It'll work. <laughs> well,
0: in Ian's defense, I usually don't open the manual. I usually throw that right in the woods. That's the first yeah.
3: thing I do. <laughs> I, I thought you used manuals as toilet paper. No. Oh, okay. You
0: had me, dude. I'm an idiot.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> but no it's a learning curve i mean i've flown nothing but yeah. castles so
1: mm-hmm. yeah we'll get you squared away that that yeah you don't need that that's probably where i mean i know you were you are texting with me and you're kind of confused about uh some things about that but yeah yeah there's no need for that wire or that that external sensor at all so you can get rid of it
3: yeah um and then, of course, Shaggy gave me some shit because uh, on Discord, I put it on video. Um, but uh, yeah, I had taken that that Castle Talon 90 by the wires, held it over my tra- trash can, and then just let it fall into the trash can. He gave me some shit about it. And it's just like, dude, it's the internal bullets that were the problem. It's
2: like, it's like,
3: everyone could I,
1: fix it if they wanted it. Well, you we should have
2: given it to me. I put it is- in an airplane and flown it.
3: Mm-hmm. Well my thing. He is, it's
2: given, yeah. Should have given it to me. I would have thrown it out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Should have given it to me. I would have thrown it so at Bill's head. Trouble,
4: though. <laughs> <laughs> Ian
0: thing. is unstoppable, dude. We've <laughs> given him so much shit in the last uh-huh. five minutes.
3: <laughs> it just he just keeps going Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's it's given me so much trouble. It's like, why would I want to put that trouble onto somebody else? It uh,
1: it fix the trouble. It's fixable. <laughs>
3: I don't know. I mean, I've gotten better luck out of the, the Talon One Hundred and Twenty that I have in the drawer than I did with that with that Talon Ninety. That thing has been nothing but trouble, and I'm the one that bought it new. So, um, as far as my week has been, um, it's I think that's about it. You know, I started back to work and everything, so everything's everything's cool it's getting back to normal over here. Sweet.
2: Okay. Yeah. Glad to hear you're feeling okay now. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I, I, I could tell. I could feel the love already.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who's next? I'll go next. All right. Glad that you're feeling better, Ian. Not like Andy before you got on the show. He said, is he still here? <laughs> <laughs> i glad you're feeling better. No, Thanks. dude. uh, yeah, I was I was touching base with him during the week, just checking in, seeing how he was doing, making sure um, you know, he was all right. He was like, "I made COVID my bitch." Yeah, so uh, I did some work on my Oxy Five this weekend. I took my UI sensor finally off my Logo Five Hundred and Fifty, put it on the Oxy Five because I was very curious to see what my amp draw was. Yeah, what was and, your amp draw? And then I flew on Sunday with Steve Shaw. The Shawinator. Nice. The Shawshack Redemption or whatever. I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, Shawinator the... sounds good. Uh, you know Yeah.
0: Uh, red Red Dead Redemption. I don't know. Uh, and, dude, we actually got a good amount of flights. There was a bunch of plankers there in the morning. And uh, I, I did get a chance to look at the Mamba 60, which I almost I haven't pulled the trigger on any planes yet. Let's get that out of the way. But I looked at the Mamba 60, and I was like, there's no way I'm getting that into my Jeep unless I take yeah, all the wings big. off of mm-hmm. it. Yeah, So I was thinking about doing the 10, but then everybody's like, no, don't get the 10. And I'm like, well, why not? If I want to get it, I'm, I want to get it. So because everybody said no, I think that's what <laughs> I'm going to get. That's
2: you're going to get. Yeah. Screw you guys. I'll get what I yeah. want. And, I think uh, the Mamba 10's great. Well, who has a problem with it.
0: Some of these guys at the field. Some the, the, the What do they know? The, these self-appointed know-it-alls Yeah, what field. do they know? They know nothing. I don't know. Exactly. They don't know me. Uh, but, yeah, dude, I had a great time flying, man. I'm really comfortable at this field. I, <laughs> I got acclimated
2: very fast. As, as soon as you get one, you can start flying it into their heads, and then they'll really know something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll know <laughs> not to screw with Kevin. Yeah. You're like, damn, glad he didn't get that 60 size. Right, <laughs> <laughs> Could have took out two of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one of each way
0: <laughs> but uh yeah i've I, you i've been having a lot of fun with the oxy5 and just i kind of got i took one of the flights with 690 i took uh you know some time to try practicing some oddball stuff that i don't normally do just some backwards inverted and just slowly trying to get out of my comfort zone a little more there's a couple of orientations which i don't really like. And I never yeah. fly in them, so I was like, I'm gonna just mess around in those orientations a yeah. little bit. Yes. I tried auto in from the left a little, which I'm not good at because I never do it. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a good day, man. I'm like like I was saying, I got acclimated that field really quick, and I'm very comfortable flying there. I don't give a shit what goes on, you know, nice. around me or behind me. I don't care what these guys are talking about. But uh, how it was, it was how fun.
2: was Steve's flying? Do you like his uh, where we tuned his? What do you have? A Black Thunder? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is
4: yep, he enjoying Black it Thunder better?
2: Because he only did one fly at Urcha with it, as far as I'm aware when I was around. He, I was wondering if he's like getting a feel for it and was enjoying it more now. He was definitely less threatening yeah. in his flying.
4: <laughs>
2: it was toned
0: down like except mm-hmm. for his takeoff. He's got this takeoff that's just yeah. like he I spools saw. it up while it's sitting on the ground and then just full collective <laughs> into into inverted, like full backflip, mm-hmm. which is cool, but Jeez! The first time I saw him do that, I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah,
1: <laughs> same. What are you doing? First time but, I saw it on video, I didn't even see it in person. <laughs> I can only imagine.
0: But Andy, no, you could you could definitely tell
2: that there was a little Ross influence on smoothed him. him out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Good.
0: Yeah, and then 15 minutes later, we're like, uh, you know, there's other people waiting, dude, because he was <laughs> low heads. But now I'm, I'm busting his jobs. <laughs> but it was a good time, man. He's Definitely, he needed that to, though because, and I know he'll probably listen to the show. And, but uh, you know, and I'd say this to his face, you know, because he was, he was a little on the edge, and he he would agree. And just doing that made his made it. It just had he has more control. Like he's a good pilot. His mm-hmm. his orientations he's got down pretty good. Yeah, like he does a lot of shit that I don't do, and uh. Yeah. And he, so when, when he slowed down, I, like it was even more, that more impressive because mm-hmm. it was you know, just in control that much more.
2: Yeah. You could hear it was just stalling the blades like every time he tried to do a flip or anything. It was just way yeah. too high of a rate for what he was doing. Yeah.
0: And, you know, he had that issue with the, and we were talking at work mm-hmm. yesterday about it, where he had that issue where, you know, his amp draw was speaking, uh, uh, spiking, mm-hmm. and his speaking. and his speed was, it was speaking. And uh, his, uh, his uh, RPM or something yeah, was, head speed was, was dro- head speed was dropping, but only for a microsecond. Like mm-hmm. when I, and he mentioned that, you know, you guys were talking about it and I said, yeah, that kind of makes sense that it's almost beyond the laws of physics that it's, yeah, it's do not. that.
2: It's not doing that. It's not going from 2000 to 900 back to 2000 in like 0.3 seconds. No, greatest, it's, it's just losing telemetry for a split second.
0: And yeah, it's like physically not possible. Mm-hmm.
2: And you yeah. can't hear it. So I don't, I don't think he has any problem other than maybe his telemetry wire might have a short or a loose connection or something like that. Yeah. yeah, And I don't know. He's going to check his logs to see if he's still
0: getting it, but I I doubt he's still getting it. I told him just don't worry about it. Just fly. That's what I told him. Don't worry about it. But I had uh, my first flight on the Oxy 5. Oh, listen to this shit. So I put the UI sensor on the Oxy 5. And then the first flight I had on it, my tail gain was really bad. And I'm like, well, hmm. why is that? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, why would a UI sensor? Yeah. So I, I landed the Oxy 5 and I was like, maybe my belt's too tight. I'm like, oh no. I pulled off the fly controller to plug in the UI sensor. And when I stuck it back down, I never used re, re I just reused the sticky that was there. Oh, and it was, <laughs> flopping, never. Around, it was oh my flopping around. And I could not believe that all it was was a little tail wag. Oh, like I even, I even landed it. And I, I upped the tail gain a, a little bit, and and I was like, well, that's weird, you know." And then I took off again, flying it around, flying it around, doing all the crazy shit. And then I landed and I'm like, "Um, oh, you dumbass!"
1: Wow, <laughs> that thing could have ate itself in the air. Yeah, yeah. As soon as it slips out, it it'll was, just wag itself. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was just break.
0: oh my god, yeah,
1: it was whipping all over.
0: Nice. Wow. Unbelievable. So yeah, once I stuck that down, it was I, I put my tail gains back to where they were. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: dumbass. <laughs> Heligods were. <laughs> over uh, your the best part one, is, is
2: is wow, this makes no sense. Let me adjust the game.
1: <laughs> yeah, <that>, yeah, more.
2: <laughs>
0: right? Yeah, must <laughs> I? Must have going. messed with that I don't know how that works. I must <laughs> have messed with the game. So I'm. Uh, I plug an UI sensor. To do that.
2: Goes to p- picks it up to carry it back to the bench. Fly bar units just yeah, hanging off the side. Falls off it. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dummy. Oh uh, boy. Well, I'm glad I caught it the first flight because I probably would have flown
2: it again like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, if it had come unstuck, it would have yeah, it would have just eaten itself in the air.
0: No, it was it was completely off. It was just banging around in between the frames. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, you're
1: lucky, dude. I so, know. No, it was yeah. just flopping around in between the frames. Basically the wires and be- because <laughs> the frame is so narrow that the needle just fits in it. That's yeah. basically why it didn't <laughs> Like, come completely off and flapped up and would have just ate itself. Uh-huh. If, if that thing went like 40 degrees upwards, it would have like pivoted up. It would have just Probably ate boom itself. Probably boomstruck. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I would have blamed the the blades, those freaking blades <laughs> <laughs> that are rattling around. Jeez. And I- <laughs> oh, oh you one haven't one. changed
2: those yet? Did you haven't changed those no, blades, blades yet? Yeah? Oh still my those.
0: God. What are you eating? Uh, I just don't care. <laughs> hey, I'm <laughs> not that bad. <laughs> yeah, Screw it. Just send it. So, what else did I do to that Oxy 5? Oh, well, I landed. One of the times I landed, uh, the belt was like super tight. It was getting super tight. And it, it had, it it had been tighter. tight. It had been tight. But okay. for, for when I landed the one time, I was like, how come this thing isn't like rotating anymore when I land? It's just freaking, <laughs> it's I don't like, know oh. if it was getting tighter. I don't know. How's it maybe getting the, tighter? Maybe the heat from Florida is heating up the to metal gear? boom and pushing it out a little bit. I don't how know. How hot was it? Like a hundred when's the last
2: time you adjusted it?
0: <laughs> when it was winter time, probably. <laughs> when Jersey. it was thirty <laughs> degrees outside, <It> was thirty <laughs> degrees in winter. Yeah. Oh so. man. So, listeners, I'm still <laughs> learning. I'm still a dumbass. and i still learning.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny.
0: So that's all I did, man. I I didn't join you guys in Discord. I I, I should. I got to start doing that again because I've got so much benefit from it last year.
2: Just got to do it. Yeah. So who's next, man? Who wants to go next? I'm next. I jumped on Discord for, I don't know, a few minutes. Oh, nice. How long was I there, again? Like 30 uh, minutes, 40? A few minutes.
3: Uh, I thought it was more like an hour. Hour. Just like, I like, okay, bye guys.
2: Yeah, I got tired of it. Um, But I, and I took apart a crashed Diablo 700 Black Edition, took Ooh. the electronics out, and I'm putting them in a Goblin Raw. That I'm building for a friend. Nice. So that's what I've been doing the last couple of days.
1: Nice, awesome.
2: Yeah, I got quite a bit of it done today. So I got to put the boom on and the battery tray and set it up, maybe? I think that's about it. As you know, they go together pretty fast. It's not a hard mm-hmm. build at all. Nope. It took me forever to get his Diablo apart, though. He, yeah, how <laughs> he, was that? He crashed oh. it pretty hard to, stripped the main gear uh, or well the first gear because it's got like Mm -hmm. it's two stage deal yep boom was all twisted up yeah it was it was pretty difficult to get it all apart but i finally did it i'm gonna see how see how much it's gonna take to repair it maybe try to trade him out of it Mm -hmm. so but uh other than that i think that's all i've done just been wrenching on a heli
3: See, I'm not the only one that wrenches.
2: You're the only one that wrenches like every week for the last six months. (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) know. And still, and
1: still isn't done. I think it's his problem is uh, he he jumps between helis too much. You know, he has to kind of like work on one heli, get a fix. Work on the next heli, get a fix, and that's it. Like. Don't work on NS4 and the 420 and the Black Nitro and like the Black Thunder and Black Nitro. It's like working on too many things. Yeah, that's I've true got too, too many
3: projects.
2: Yeah, I've got problems. But they should like all be done by now, right?
1: By now, uh, I would, yeah. <laughs>
2: as
3: far as my uh, the four that I've been flying this year, yeah, they're all about done.
2: All
1: right. About done? <laughs> about <laughs> yeah, done. right. What is that? What
2: do you mean? Uh, Ah, never mind, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Steve, what have you been up to? Yes.
1: So, let's see here. Um, I sold a heli. So, one of our listeners, I want to give thanks to James for hitting me up, uh, was like, well, you know, are you selling that gas airframe? And I was like, well, glad you brought that up. I am, actually. So, yeah, he's uh, taking that off my hand. So, uh, I started taking that apart. Uh, the booms off. All the electronics are out. I just got to pull the motor, and then try to fit it in a box and ship it out. So, so I should hopefully have that done by the end. By this, by the time this podcast is released, so he'll get that hopefully soon. Uh, let's see. Nice. You're, I saw this. Mm-hmm.
2: You're going to do the the raw right and put your yeah. motor, your engine in the yeah. Okay. Yes. That's what yeah. I'm doing so my, too.
1: Yeah, my plan is to basically take my first RAW because the second RAW I think is is flying better. Well, I like the way the second RAW, the red ones, fly better just because of the 26 millimeter arms Mm -hmm. and 205 YG and things like that. Just, you know, I don't get any warnings. It's just, it's a beast. So, um, so I'm going to keep that one as an electric, but the original orange will turn into an orange gasser. Nice. Yeah. So, um, hopefully by then, um, by the time I get the carry, you know, Carrie's kit and they're out for, for a purchase. I'm hoping SAB will have the orange booms. So mm-hmm. I'll kinda have like all of them, you know, full colored kind of deal. Um the nitro would just be the last one, you know, which we'll see what I'll do with that boom. But yeah. Have some plans with my fleet, my new fleet I guess. Um cool. Yeah. Besides that, uh, you know, I got this text and I saw this video of this Florida Steve guy taking off with this helicopter and i was thoroughly impressed Mm -hmm. like mind blown like wow so much that i had to talk about it in my week (laughs) yeah crazy just pow just in the air just wow i gotta i gotta take some notes on how to fly um let's see (laughs) i did fly the logo 200 i didn't get a chance to go to the field or anything um you know Trying to trying to spend time with the family and everything with, with gone being gone for like a whole week or so for just so uh, next couple of weeks I plan on not flying and just kind of spending time but in the meantime I'm flying my little local 200 um in the backyard like pretty much any chance I have during the day um you know I wake up I'll go outside throw a flight or two. Usually a flight because I just woke up and I'm tired and I crash. <laughs> but, um, but then I'll fix it, you know, have breakfast, get some work done, you know, lunchtime comes. Um, before I make lunch, I'll go out and do another flight or two, crash it. You know, so I've been, I've been just flying every single day, just been flying that Local 200 a whole bunch. Uh, pretty much every single flight resolves directly in a crash in that first flight. Um, there are times I might make it past the battery or two. Um, but those come very rarely, so.
2: I got a question. Yeah. Between the flying and the repairing, the crashes. How do you get anything else done? It Sounds like that would take up eighty percent of your day. Nah,
1: that's. I mean, the flights are two minutes, two and a half minutes, maybe three. You know, um, that's another thing I've been noticing is that uh, my batteries. I don't know if they're getting old or if just I'm just on the, you know, basically being the helicopter. A lot more and a lot more aggressively. That the three and a half minutes I have on a timer results in a 3.4 volt per cell battery. Um, so how long does I, it take been,
2: you to fix a crash?
1: Oh, probably about five minutes. It's usually just servo arms, servo arms, and maybe a, a DFC arm. Or um, I've had some doozies though this week. I've I've replaced, <laughs> you know, frames, uh, motor plate, <laughs> you know, a couple things. It takes more than five um, minutes. That one might have taken 15 or 20 minutes, but, you know, the great thing about what I do for a living is that there's a lot of time where I'm waiting for a server to be built or some Jenkins run and, you know, some basically continuous integration type of deployment to be running and some, some test things to go through. So I'll just sit there, right? So I'm watching the screen. I'm sitting there making sure there's no errors. And while I'm doing that, I'll wrench on a little helicopter for a little bit. Um, you know, depends. If I don't have yeah. a lot of meetings that day, I can, you know, I can wrench while I do some work. So. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm loving that logo 200. I am killing the crap out of it. Um, I've, I'm actually running out of parts. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Out of the 10 packs of server arms <laughs> I bought that are six server arms in each. So, you know, like three full sets. I mean, two 60 full sets. Arms. Right. I'm, I probably have about four or five packages left. I'm kind of down half on my stock, and this was I got this just before Urcha.
2: <laughs> yeah, and you didn't Jeez. fly it. It was only about two weeks ago. So,
1: you know, hm?
2: you didn't really fly it or crash it at Urcha, did you?
1: Uh.
2: Did you use any
1: arms. I did. I used two okay. arms. Um, but the bulk and, of these arms is like being yeah.
2: in one week.
1: Yeah, both of these are basically at home because that's when I – Yeah. because I fly in such a small field and, like, you know, small area, like, I really push the envelope of the field, which results in a lot of crashing the trees. Um, let's just take – let's just say I'm going to take all my crashes and make a compilation. It'll probably be a three-minute flight
2: of just crashes. <laughs> I'm
1: serious. It's It's like every single flight video I have, there's at least multiple crashes in it. So it's yeah, it's gonna be fun. I am gonna make a video on it. It'll be it'll be cool. But yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I'm really having a good time with this little helicopter and you know, I'm I'm dining like, you know, this weekend I'm I'm probably not gonna go flying at the field, but like I wanna try just taking my you know, my one of my raws to the high school real quick and just kinda throw it on a quick flight. Because I don't know, I feel like I have so many new things that I wanna try out. -hmm. Maneuver-wise, and not really maneuvers. It's more um, transitions. They're all just transitions. I'm working on, you know. So, yeah. So we'll see. Nice. All right. So we got Ryan's now. We're gonna get to know him a little before we get into some other questions that I'm sure a lot of folks are dying to hear. Uh, so Ryan.
0: Wait a minute, dude. First, he doesn't pronounce it "now." He pronounces it different. I noticed. Oh yeah. how do you pronounce your last
1: name? name?
5: Well, normally it's Zano. 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 Ah. I, I just attributed that to, you know, that, that East Coast slang or twang or accent, I guess. Usually I have a lot of fun with people saying water or quarter.
1: <laughs> water? A quarter? What?
5: Yeah, no, normally, like those New Jersey guys, it's
1: wa-a. water. Water? Water. It's not yeah. water. Uh. No, it's not water. It's really, water. We take yeah, the water off of
0: everything. But then well, the southern know, guys
2: add it to everything. I say water. Yeah, uh-huh. we say water. We, we say take yellow a bit off water. Give it to the
0: south. They say yeller.
1: Yeller. They add the R. We take the R away. They add the R. Yeller.
4: Yeah.
1: Quarter. I don't know what Quarter. you folks do in Quarter. the north Midwest, though. Hey. Yeah. We have our own They day take day. a little Canadian, uh, it sounds like, huh? A little Canadian there. You got a little Canadian, oh, yeah.
5: yeah? Yeah, yeah, dear. We we got a little Canadian in us sometimes, too.
1: Too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, too. All right, so going right into that, where are you located? I am located in central
5: Wisconsin. Specifically, I, I actually now live in Wisconsin Rapids. Was living in Wausau, Wisconsin, which is where I still work. But uh, yeah, central Wisconsin's pretty much where I tell people because no one's ever heard of Wausau, no one's ever heard of Wisconsin Rapids. So I've central heard of Wisconsin. Wis- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I say central Wisconsin, you think center, right? Hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Okay, so yeah, that's where I am.
1: Okay. Nice. Awesome. How long have you been in a hobby?
5: Um. I don't know. I don't math very well. So, like, 2014, 2015, I think is when I, when I first like got into it. Seven years?
4: Yeah. Okay.
1: That's
0: about the same you as know, me, that's... then.
1: Yeah, yeah, same as some, all me of too. us, I think.
0: Cool. Maybe except for Ian, yeah. You know, same yeah. amount of time I've been ruining the hobby for people.
4: Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh.
5: Unfortunately, Uh-oh. You know my, my skills on the sticks definitely do not dictate how long I've been in the hobby. Because... I usually spend more time screaming at people than actually flying like I
1: should. But mm-hmm. yeah, you're known for that, I think, right? But you know, everybody does their part of uh, putting people into the ground <laughs> with their at least. You know,
5: I mean, if we're talking Ian, I, I love doing that. Yes. Mm. I don't know if I've ever had that wonderful opportunity with Kevin. And honestly, I'm not sure that I would want to because Kevin is such a wonderful wonderful human being
1: normally <laughs> normally you know he'll turn normally. around and be like i'll shove this helicopter down your throat if you don't shut up <laughs> no <laughs> Possibly.
4: I'm,
0: a, I'm a wonderful human being when i'm not at a fun fly <laughs> Is what he's trying to say
3: <laughs> i'm easily corrupted into crashing my shit
5: <laughs> mm. yeah you're easily corrupted whether it's crashing your shit or not to be honest with you mm. that's I mean, very true out there
2: he has got a point Mm -hmm. but you know
5: he honestly though ian is a midwest boy so you know he's got
2: props right there
4: absolutely
2: no we're cutting that part out all right keep going (laughs) no i'm just kidding (laughs) i don't know what you're talking
1: about but let me ask you what got you interested in the hobby
5: um i honestly i'm probably gonna get a lot of flack for this but um Drones or quads, as we used to call them way back in the day. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, got into that back when Blade had their 350. What was it? The 350 QX and mm-hmm. started doing that. And I saw helicopters in, in the hobby shop. And it's like, who on God's green earth is going to spend that much money on something that's that damn near impossible to fly what a bunch of idiots (laughs) (laughs) exactly and then all of a sudden i found out about this thing called indoor flying i'm like oh hey cool i get to take my self-hovering drone and self-hover it around this gymnasium (laughs) yeah i learned like yeah i learned within about oh 15 minutes how boring that was And then all of a sudden this dude's like, well, um, well, at least you sort of know what the sticks do here. Here's a nano CPX. See if you can do this.
4: Mm
5: -hmm. That lasted for about two seconds. Well, he popped some links back on and Hey, I took it up again. Three seconds. Well, by the end of the night, I think it was upwards of about 10 seconds before I piled it into the ground and. I more or less told him, I will be buying you a new canopy. I will be, actually, let me just buy you a new helicopter because I think I broke it. And he's like, no, this thing crashes really well. It it crashes great. Which apparently it did because it was still flying how it was doing. I'm really not certain. But, um, so, you know, kind of, kind of started to get the itch right there. It's like, wait there's more about this flying thing than, Oh, hitting a button and it comes home. Oh, it's got a camera on it. And and honestly, nothing against the drone guys. I mean, some of these guys doing the drone racing is insane. I mean, how quickly as They probably say with the helis, but how quickly they're able to transition around some of these gates and everything else. It's like, dude, I, you can't see from side to side. How are you figuring this out? You know, so I don't want to dog on those guys at all, because there's definitely a lot of respect to that. Now, the DJI guys, I mean, y- you know, they they hover. They hover very well.
1: Depends what they're using it for. Yeah, if they're if using you're it for photography, right. that's perfectly fine. If you're
2: using it as a camera stand, it, mm-hmm. it's awesome. Yeah, you get it's great shots. Horrible.
5: But, oh, okay. so, yeah, I, um started on in on that uh, little nano cpx and then all of a sudden this blade 180 c or cfx cfx cpx mm-hmm. i don't know I, I forget the exact model numbers but the 180 came out
1: mm-hmm. yep, and CFX, it's like yep.
5: yeah it's like whoa okay this is this is pretty cool i gotta get one so i got on the whole pre-order bandwagon and a thing comes in and it's like this is my first Big heli.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was there. We were all there. I was there too. mm -hmm. Yeah.
5: Well, at least at that point I was able to hover it in my driveway. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, you know, unlike the nano, when you go one hundred percent full positive, and the nano goes, Oh, hey, I'm I'm gonna start to go up now. That 180 actually went up like really a lot faster than I expected and, and uh-huh. the trees found out that I had no clue what the heck I was doing
1: ah my friend the trees <laughs> <laughs> nice.
5: so needless to say you know finally got I guess what you could at least call proficient hovering down and then the really big, big heli came out the 360 oh and I jumped all over that pre-ordered that you know at this point I'm, I'm starting to you know at least sniff at the edge of the rabbit hole um, I'm not quite diving down it yet but you know I knew at least enough about hey doing pitch pumps and stuff with the 180 and I got the 360 and it's like wow this is like a completely different world you know what's this 6s stuff and you know, I mean, that, that kind of just opened everything else up.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Got into a Blade 550X, you know, was my first build with a buddy. Then mm-hmm. got into a SAB Goblin 500 Limited. That was my very, very nice. first build by myself. Still have the thing, the one helicopter I will not, will not sell at all. You know, because it's like, hey, this is the first thing that I've ever put together by myself. Probably one of the last things i put together by myself, (laughs) just because I tend to get a little lazy on that. Um, But, you know, after that, I mean, yeah, 500, then went, uh, dropped down in size to the 380. And then the 380 KSC came out, and that was my first three blade, and, you know, Went into a Compass 7 HV after that, and that was nice. just a total different world. Still yeah. have that heli, still love it, you know, and that was supposed to be the helicopter that I really don't care about, so if I crash it, oh well, but then all of a sudden the parts availability became non-existent, mm-hmm. so got into, uh, started getting into the larger goblins and first 700 size goblin was actually the kse the 700 kse nice. and then just uh, expanded from there you know got into the comps and things of that sort and got another 500 when the usa edition came out um and yeah i mean just kind of fell in love with it after that and Really at that point, you know, fell in love with, you know, going to the events and meeting the people and going to Urcha for the first time and realizing I, you know, sort of knew people, didn't know people, knew them through Facebook and whatnot, but didn't really know people. And, you know, I'm down kind of by the site four area, kind of, if you know where the Connex was by the campers there, Mm -hmm. you know, I had a buddy of mine, Mark we'd always set up our tent back by that Connex because it was a nice little area where it was quiet. We could, you know, have our tent set up semi in the shade. We were kind of, uh, I guess, pardon my French, but we were kind of pussy. So we made sure to air condition our tent and found out how (laughs) much gas a 2,000 watt generator goes through when it's at full tilt.
1: (laughs) Yeah. All day long. Yeah. (laughs) Um, you
5: know, and that first night, all of a sudden, I'm looking down. I mean, if if I say to you guys or pretty much anyone that's been to Urcha enough where the corner is, everyone knows where the corner is. So I'm all of a sudden looking down towards this place we now call the corner, and it's like, dude, it looks like there's a helicopter in the air. It's pitch black. Wait, there are beams of light. What's going on? Dude, it looks like there's spotlights over there. And I'm telling Mark this, my buddy. I'm like, dude, we have to go down there. And he's like, no, it's no, it's probably not even worth it. Like, no, we got to go down there. Ended up going down there and all of a sudden, hey, we're immediately introduced to spotlight flying. And... <laughs> nice. Um, absolutely fell in love with it there. That's where I met, uh, you know, Josh Goudreau and colin and all of those guys you know with a main and andrew and all of those guys And it's like these guys can fly the absolute crap out of a helicopter and they land and they're like totally cool to talk to they're not mm-hmm. stuck up they're not you know yeah well did you see that well yeah you know i can fly but i mean they just yeah okay that was fun and they kind of go back and take care on their heli and whatnot and it's like this is weird you know a lot of times in, in not, not to dog on other hobbies, but it seems like in other hobbies and, or other sports or whatever, when you're good at something, you really get an attitude about yourself. And, you know, the A-Main guys and all the guys down there, the A-Main guys, I, they're, I don't know if there were Heli direct guys down there at the time, you know, now some of those guys are Heli direct guys, but, you know, I didn't know who any of these sponsor guys were even. So, you know, I apologize if I'm not remembering who all was down there, but it's like, these are really good guys, you know? And that was still a year when Tony Whiteside was there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Tim Jones, you know, all of those guys. So, I mean, it was still Do you kind remember of the hard
2: win. Like what year was your first one?
5: Um, it would have been. 2015. Okay. I believe that was the last... The last of the one competition, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. Last year. You know, before they transitioned over.
1: Right. Uh, Yeah, that's the one I missed. The one right before I went to, I think.
5: Okay, yeah. So... You know, and like I say, I mean, the the people down there were just, it didn't matter that they didn't know who you were. You were in the hobby. Oh, you fly helicopters. We don't care how well you fly or if you can only hover. Dude, you're cool. You're, you're, you're checking this out. You're in the hobby, you know, excellent, excellent guys to, uh, to get to know and, you know, are still friends today. Um, you know, so that's, that, that was huge. Um, and I know, I, I forget if it was that year or possibly the following year because we were still doing kind of corner spotlight flying for a couple of years after that before, well, you know, the hammer got brought down. But mm-hmm. I know at one point someone had taken a count of the cr- just the crowd of people that were pulled up on their golf carts, on their dirt bikes, just standing there watching in their cars and whatnot. And we had something like in between 120 to 130 people down at the corner just watching this night flying. And everyone was having an absolute blast, you know. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's still one of the best memories of Urcha to date for me. Is yes. being, like, hanging out with them and whatnot. So, but, yeah, I mean, it's... It's been, you know, over the years, it's it's been a really good hobby. It, it really has, you know, and it's been an expensive hobby. <laughs> and yeah. found that yeah. <laughs> you know, I yeah. kind of piled in a 500 this last weekend that um, was not really anticipated, but, mm-hmm. you know, it, crashing's part of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but let's it, kind of talk about that. Um, what's in your feet? What, what do you fly now
5: uh the the main three to four that i like to fly um are my two oxys my oxy three one of the originals still rebuilding that little guy and an oxy four uh, the oxy four kind of had some history in the fact that you know three four however many years ago people were kind of dogging on v-control and V bar and this and that. Well, you, you buy a V control radio and you can't fly any other fly bar list. And it kind of was one of those things that stuck with me. And I'm like, no, there, no, there's a way to do this. And I've got to give major credit to my buddy, Mark Elswager Um, you know, we were able to, to get things figured out on that oxy four where granted it was probably one of the most expensive oxy fours, but We took an Axon, actually, a a Bavarian Demon Axon Mm -hmm. um, and linked it up with what originally was V-Bar Pro, Neo Pro, that we dumbed back down to a basic receiver and then had to, you know, program in a bunch of macros and whatnot. But we were able to, you know, get that thing up and flying very, very well, actually, with using rescue and everything else um on the v control and really the only reason to do that was well see it can be done you know maybe it's a little expensive to do it but that being said i mean when you start to look at some of the jetty receivers and whatnot versus a v basic i want to say at least at the time i've never i haven't priced them up recently but i think the v basic was like 125 bucks you know so it wasn't completely out of line Unless you're considering, mm-hmm. oh, well, all I have to do is put on a $35 Spectrum satellite and use my DX9 or something to that effect. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was that was more of an experimentation. Now, I've since pulled that NEO, threw it on another helicopter, and, you know, I'm just flying that on my uh, DX9. But okay. um, then beyond that, uh, third one that I always love to fly is my 500, and then my KSE. Um the comp, the 700 comp was usually in there, but I kind of piled that in last September and fixed pretty much everything but the grip arm and just got lazy and haven't put that back together yet. But literally, it just needs a grip arm and then slap blades on it, check the tuning, and that should be good. But those are my main four wires. Who are you, um, Steve Shaw? <laughs> why?
2: because <laughs> everything he has is almost finished mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> hey i still have a 500 usa edition that i haven't even pulled out of the box
2: so. okay I'm, so to see. oh yeah <laughs> yes yeah,
5: <so does> <laughs> but i literally have all the electronics for it as well as the fly bar list for it so, so does he. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well yeah call me steve shaw then
1: he said <laughs> northwest steve shaw yeah
5: yeah, it would be more Midwest, but okay,
1: Midwest, I, I yeah. see where
5: you're going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a Wisconsin Steve. What,
4: yeah.
2: What about your other stuff like radios, batteries, mm-hmm. chargers? Do you like to use?
5: Um I started out with uh the Rev-electrics, the PL8. Um huh? Worked very well for me for a number of years. (laughs) Um, Ended up going to a iCharger, one of the uh, Progressive RC. I think, if I remember correctly, they called it the Uncaged Threat. Just because, again, I'm lazy, so I didn't want to build a charge case or anything. They had a really nice, very compact charge case with the iCharger uh, 4010 and the Meanwhile and whatnot. Mm It was you know, really nice to just bring bring along to fun flies and things of that sort. You know, my Rev Electrics is literally still two server power supplies that more or less just bang around in my trunk. I'm still using the no. box from the Rev Electrics as my, it's for the Rev. And then the mattering of my uh, charge leads and things of that sort. So that's where the Charger really kind of came into its own is, Hey, Everything fits into this box. I can grab this one thing and I don't have to make sure that I didn't forget my power supplies or certain charge leads or balance leads or,
1: you know, anything
5: like that. So,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, you
5: know, that that's kind of where I'm going on on the uh, the charger aspect. And, yeah, chargers worked very well for me. Um, I did end up getting a, oh, what do they call that? The I, ISDT? IDST? id ISDT,
1: ISDT. mm-hmm.
5: Um, because there's a charge case builder over in the UK, Coolidge, mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. I apologize, I can't remember exactly what his company name is. Um, it, his name's Ian, which British Ian, you know, not Midwest Iowa Ian or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he put together this this nice tiny little, I think he had a name for it, but tiny little charge case that uh, he actually donated to either the 2018 or 2019 Winter Bash down in Orlando. And I, for personal reasons, very, very much wanted to get that particular charge case. So I probably spent double on what the charge case actually would have cost to just buy from him in raffle tickets. Just so I could win that specific (laughs)
1: one.
5: You know, and Bert and Kyle and all of those guys knew about it. They're like, Yeah, dude, seriously, everyone's throwing into this. You are not it doesn't matter how much you spent, you're not gonna get this. And they pulled a ticket out. And Bert's kind of like, uh, you've gotta be shitting me. Okay, yep. (laughs) Peter and I took some pictures with it and whatnot. I mean, there's there's kind of a whole uh, backstory to that that is longer than you guys have time for, but so that little ISDT DT charger has been a very good one for me as well. I kind of use it more for the oxys and for like RX packs. The few times that I fly nitro,
1: mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, nitro. You didn't talk about a nitro in your fleet.
5: Well, I also have a Fury fifty seven uh, miniature aircraft, which I. Uh, I was actually given last year um, probably about two or three weeks. I received it about two or three weeks prior to Urcha last year from uh, Joseph and Judith Schreiner. Um, oh, wow. Nice. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm not on their team or anything like that. You know, the, the I can never speak more highly uh, in SAB teams and and you know, Minicopter and I- anyone else out there, Oxy, Align, you know, all great teams, you know, so I don't want to dog on them at all, especially SAB since we've got, you know, Steve on the podcast here, Um, uh, but, you know, miniature aircraft, they are, they have always been such amazing people, you know, they are so nice, they are so yeah. welcome and giving and just nice in general
0: you know
5: oh yeah exactly and that's just it it's like I am not on their team at all yeah I support them but I mean just like with SAB hey they they throw something up on Facebook or whatever and yeah I'll like it or I'll post maybe pictures of my SAB helis or whatever the case may be Mm -hmm. you know I I will support a number of brands out there you know, uh, it's not something where, oh, it's it's only miniature aircraft or it's only SAB or anything like that. But with with Minair, it's it's really been something where I'm not a part of their team and they've always, hey, you know, we're going to dinner. We'd really appreciate if you came along. It's not, hey, you're invited to come along. It's we'd appreciate cool. coming along. So it's just the way they word things is something where it's like you're not just inviting me along you're actually making me feel like you really want me to be there you know and it it really says something for you know for Joseph and Judith in general and I mean the entire team, you know all of the the guys that they've brought over the international guys that they've brought over um Maxi Fuchs and Lucas you know when he was still with them and whatnot, have all just been not only phenomenal people they've been people that I've become friends with in a very very short amount of time because they're just really great guys to hang out with you know they're so nice they're so welcoming and they they've kind of got that that childlike love for the hobby if that makes sense they're mm-hmm. always excited about something you know right right mm-hmm. they might crash their helicopter and they come running back showing you how well the blade crashed i mean it's it's little things like that that you know maybe don't mean a lot to some people out there but i i, I really like to take note of just certain ways that people react certain ways that people act towards other people that they either don't know or maybe fly a different brand or whatever the case may be. You know, um, miniature aircraft guys have, you know, flown some of my SAB stuff a number of times and they have no problem doing it. And Joseph and Judith have absolutely no problem doing it. You know, and again, I don't want to I don't want to be dogging on any of the other companies, you know, that say, hey, you shouldn't be flying other brands at, at events or anything like that because. It is completely understandable. You know, you are flying a certain brand. You really, unless you're sitting here trying to help someone out and tune their stuff, you know, and we see Kyle do it all the time. He might take a, uh, Kyle Stacy, he might take a a lineup to help someone tune this because it's got a V-bar on it. Or, you know, tune a, a miniature aircraft. Or, you know, something out there because people are asking for his help and he's very knowledgeable in it. But yeah. then there are also, you know, the fact that a number of companies, and like I say, understandably so, hey, don't fly another helicopter at an event other than what you're sponsored for. And with Joseph and Judith, it's just, are you guys having fun? Okay, good. That's that's what we're here for. You know, if you're flying someone else's helicopter, okay, great. You know, if you're flying uh, someone else's helicopter, that's a different brand, uh oxy or uh, uh you know a uh, sab or something to that effect joseph will actually come out there and watch it because he just loves watching helicopters fly you know that's that's mm-hmm. something that's a huge deal for him um yeah. so awesome. you know it, it really said something for for miniature aircraft so i i'm sorry you didn't necessarily want me to completely go off on minair but um yeah they they have that's, that's cool. they're,
2: Excellent. yeah they're great folks i've yeah, been fortunate enough to hang out with them and and got to know Joseph and Judith a little bit. They're they're awesome.
5: Yeah, they definitely definitely are. But and then awesome. as far as goes, um, V control and my original the DX nine. You know, I I got that back when uh, the black edition first came out because hey, it comes with nice. a case. I'm probably going to need a case because I'm not very good to my equipment. Now my V control resides in that case, and the DX9 literally just bounces around my back seat when I bring it along. Yeah. So, <laughs> still not, favorite, but, but there's only one switch that's busted off, and that was just because I got too used to V control and turning itself off. And uh, yeah, I kind of forget to turn the DX9 off, and then it starts to warn you that it's still on. Well, oh, then the so annoying too. And it vibrates. Uh,
1: system idle. Uh, you
2: can turn uh, that off. You know.
5: Uh, yeah, but when you turn that off, then it also doesn't vibrate for you when your timer's up.
2: Mm, See? No, I think you can turn off the the system idle bit, or at least make it like really long, like thirty minutes.
5: Okay. Well, I I'm
1: again. I'm. I not always forget real, to leave mine on. It's so bad. Figuring. Yeah.
5: But yeah, so at one point um, the DX9 decided to vibrate itself right off a
1: picnic table, and
2: well, yeah, you don't need all those switches anyway.
1: Yeah, nine channels. Come on, you barely use six. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs)
5: So, but yeah, that's that's kind of
1: the equipment. Yep. Okay, um, so you kind of got this reputation about driving people into the ground. You know, being a person... One
2: of many reputations, but go yeah, on. Yeah, one
1: of many, but this one specifically I want to dig into. Chirping.
2: Um, Where did that come chirping? from? That's what yeah. he calls it. Right.
5: Oh, yes. The chirping. So, in back in high school, a good friend of mine, actually one of the only people I've ever been a roommate with, um, for whatever reason, anytime he was kind of talking crap to someone or, you know, razzing them, giving them a hard time, whatever. Mm -hmm. He always referred to it as chirping at someone. And it just, I, I started picking up on it and, you know, if someone was talking crap to me, it's like, oh yeah, well, Andy was chirping at me the other day about thus and so, or whatever the case may be. And it just, it, it kind of became part of my vocabulary, kind of like Decent did, you know, mm-hmm.
4: a few years yeah. ago,
5: well, a number of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Bert and Kyle definitely tried to, uh, I guess, wean me out of that as they really started to get on me about that. And I did realize that I was saying it a lot, but it was, again, it was, I guess, a different way of saying, oh, hey, yeah, that's cool, or oh, that's great, or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember you know, when Freefall first started out, I'd make you know little comments after the after the show you know on the on the not the reviews but like the comments or whatever and i'd Mm -hmm. say decent and i'm pretty Mm -hmm. certain it was steve that kind of picked out like oh well at least it was decent and it was something (laughs) wait no i meant it was really really good i just that that it didn't come across like that because first off stuff coming across in text never comes across the way it needs to or it's supposed to
1: sure. yeah, there's but no also context of
5: is, yeah you know decent is one of those things that it's like oh well you know i mean it was decent you could have done better but it was decent you know and i wasn't necessarily meaning to use it in those terms i was using it more in the fact that hey that was really good that was that was phenomenal that was spectacular yeah. that was
1: but, I, I know what you you're know. trying to say. You use decent, like you know, back in the eighties 80s, the 80s, or bad.
5: <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah, that's bad. That's fat.
1: Yeah, not? fat, right. right. Oh, no, fat is phat. Oh, dude. <laughs> well,
2: before we get too <laughs> off in the weeds, how did mm-hmm. the the chirping, yeah. while, talking to, chirping at people while they're flying, become? Yeah, how did that start? People think you're talking them into the ground. And have you ever had anybody be mad at you over it?
5: Um, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, um, it's okay. So it started with that whole flying down at the corner and with the lights. And I, my buddy Mark went down there, you know, and I'm starting to get into it. It's like, this shit is cool, you know, and I'm starting to cheer on and cheer and I hear people saying, get lower, get lower, or uh, Dylan Newby saying, you know, break that shit, break that shit, whatever he used to say. I think it was always break that shit. Um, you, you know, so I got into, you know, the whole lower thing or whatever. And then that just, it it seemed really monotonous. So I just kind of started screaming to fly harder, you know, get that shit down there. Um, one that maybe the farmer wouldn't like, but. You know, cut those beans, clip those beans. Would it, you know, whatever basically came to mind that I could scream on a moment's notice, um, you know, so really it, it kind of started there. And I didn't honestly at that point realize that I was actually being loud enough that some of these pilots were actually listening to me (laughs) and all of a sudden people would start coming up and they're like, dude, you you know, because Sometimes you start yelling like that and you got to take a break every now and then, you know, you want to go over, say hi to people. You want to let your voice rest, whatever. And I do that. All of a sudden it's like these random people would start coming up and it's like, dude, you need to get it back out there. You need to start hollering at these guys. These guys are going to fly harder. Well, then I realized, especially with like the a main guys. Yeah. You start hollering at them. And they feed on that, and they do get lower, and they do get down into the beans, you know, to the point that they will absolutely bury a helicopter. And I don't know how. Um, Chris Olson, actually, is one that I remember doing this with. Uh, he was flying a Nitro. I want to say it was a line. I, I forget if it was fly Flybar or flybar barless But it just dis- absolutely disappears into the beans. And it's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> he piles the thing in. And I kid you not, there had to have been, like, a two-second count. And all of a sudden, you hear, right? And he comes popping up back out of the <laughs>
4: beans.
5: <laughs> and he gets it up there about 20, 30 feet and starts basically shaking the helicopter around, shaking all the beans and whatnot off of the damn thing. You know, and... It, it, it was one of those things where it's like, wow, these guys really are getting into it. And, you know, initially, at least from what I was seeing, the response was always super positive out of these guys. You know, Chris Olson, uh, Lincoln, uh, Josh, you know, all all of those guys would be coming up. They're like, dude, yeah, we, I mean, we heard you in our ear. We definitely were flying harder. We definitely have a lot of shit to fix now, but, That was absolutely awesome, you know, and it was just kind of that encouragement, at least with with and and I say this hesitantly because I don't want anyone to take offense, but it was with the right crowd. Okay, these were guys that they know they're going to crash at some point. They're ready for it is what it is. Okay, well, then it gets to the point where some of these guys were coming out to fly and I had no clue who they were. You know, there were plenty of times that I look at people and it's like, who is this person? Because, you know, you you kind of want to make it personal for them so they feel like, oh, hey, yeah, you know, this, this guy's cheering me on or he's egging me on or he's, you know, trash talking me, trying to get me into the ground type of deal. And it was something I always looked at as, you know, if all of a sudden one of these guys that no one really knows goes up and starts flying and everyone goes silent, it's really going to. I mean, in my eyes, really going to make the guy feel like crap, you know, like, Hey, I'm out here flying and Oh yeah, no one really cares. So, you know, it was one of those things where even these no name guys, you know, at that, at that time, I barely knew a guy by the name of Steve Gladden, you know, he got out there. I mean, I'm sure everyone knows Steve now, but he got out there and flew around and whatnot. And I, you know, I started chirping for him. And he's like, dude, I, I had some of the most fun the other night. You know, that was really cool. It, it was great hearing you yell. I mean, I know I didn't get as low as you wanted. And It's like, it's not about getting low. Yeah, I'm telling you to get low because that's, that's kind of the general consensus of get the shit lower, you know, but you flew your heart out. Did you have fun? And he's like, yeah, dude, I had a blast. I'm like, well, that's kind of why we're spending all this money on these silly toys. We're, we're doing it to have fun. You know, so unfortunately it did get to, you know, to the point where some guys would go out to fly and unbeknownst to me, Hey, maybe they didn't want someone, you know, chirping at them, yelling at them, whatever. And maybe it was not exactly the best experience for them. but Mm -hmm. I didn't necessarily know that the only time I knew that was an issue was when Matt Kramer took someone else's helicopter out. And I knew whose helicopter this was. And it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely chirping at him on that. And the guy kind of freaked out about it, you know, and it was like, eh, okay. That time I did know. Yes, that time it was intentional because I I knew Matt was going to fly higher than what he needed to, anyways, just because it was someone else's heli. So there really mm-hmm. wasn't a huge risk of it piling in. But yeah,
2: I think it would be impossible to talk Matt into the ground. He pretty much does oh. what he does. Yeah.
5: Well, okay, okay. Yes, I'll give you that. Or it's very easy to talk him into the ground because all you have to do is go up and say, Hey Matt, I'm here.
2: Well <laughs> so, he <laughs> I'm saying he's not gonna fly lower or harder yeah, if you tell him. To he's gonna basically. keep yeah, he's very controlled.
5: Uh you want wait, we're talking about Matt Kramer with Oxy, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Um do you want to put money on that? No. Because I'm certain Ian's huh. been at some of the Midwest Helly Boys events that uh, Matt definitely, especially once the uh, sun goes down and the lights come on, Matt really likes to start feeding into to people as they're starting to chirp at him. Mm. As a matter of fact, I think he was there for all of about I was... 20 minutes at Urcha. Ur- 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 we I, I, I won't lay claim myself. Totally, but there are a few of us that were able to get mad into the ground before his packs were up, and he I'm
2: was surprised. only there. About grand. Surprised by that, every flight I've seen him do is like very controlled, technical. just like very on point.
5: Oh no, he can be, but was anyone yelling at him at that point?
2: Well, no. Uh, okay, do do, do <laughs> we see
5: where there's a little bit of a difference?
2: Yeah. Uh huh.
5: This is what we call a revelation, Andy.
2: Oh, is that what it is?
5: That's what I call it, just because I was at a loss of a proper word to use. Mm. So, that's kind of where the chirping started and people not being completely thrilled. And like I say, with the one exception, if there were people that weren't happy that I was doing that, it was actually more just, I didn't want them to feel like, I'm an absolute nobody. No one wants to watch me fly. Yada yada yada. The guy that's that was a, yelling at us has disappeared.
1: Yeah, that's you an know. interesting perspective that that you see it as like encouragement. Um, and I think a lot of people do see it as like, oh, I'm gonna fly harder and lower and stuff. And and sure. Um, you know, I'll be honest with you, and I've always been honest with you. Like that shit annoys the fuck out of me. Like. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm standing next to you and you're screaming and you're just like, Lower, 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 and you're just constantly doing it, and I'm like, Shut the fuck up already. <laughs> you said well, it. Well, Shut well, up well, already. Now, <laughs> after you
5: told me that, when was yeah. the last time I ever did it?
1: After true. you brought up. No, that it is. That's it's true. It. Yeah, because I don't think, I think that was that like spring fling you're, you're saying. I was like, Dude, it's enough. <laughs> like, enough. Yeah. You know, it's yep. getting annoying and it's, it's in my ear. It's annoying. And it's not like I was even flying. It was just annoying to hear. <laughs> well, I mean, of all people to do it to, I even
5: did it, for Aja of all people.
1: Yeah, yeah right, he's, it's
5: funny. he's not going to crash. i oh, it
4: not <laughs> This was
5: like, this was I think still when oh when officially ohb was mm-hmm. you know going, and he came up afterwards. He's like, you know that was so fun. I really had a lot of fun, you know, and I I I didn't quite have the nerve to say. Yeah, Raja, I damn near lost my voice on your flight because you just would not land. You kept going and going and going, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and at this point, the Energizer Bunny would have given up by now. But Mm -hmm. the thing is, is he had fun and he enjoyed it, and it was something that he looked at and said, "Hey, people were paying attention to my flight." You know, and Raja is a really good guy, and that's something that I've always a good pilot too oh yes he is yeah you know and I know you know there are people that okay they get annoyed because he's always shooting autos he's always on the flight line and this and that but I yes, learned with no. mm-hmm. early that literally people would would kind of sit back and complain that he's not getting off the flight line so finally I just took it upon myself to go up and hey Raja um, you got like three or four guys back here. They're, they're kind of hoping to get some flights. Like, I kid you not. He would say, okay, let me shoot one auto real quick and I'll be done. And he'd go up, he'd shoot a last auto power down. He, you know, he'd, he'd leave the flight line. And I think part of it was, you know, people maybe didn't understand that you really actually can go and talk to him. You can say, Hey, we'd, we'd like to get a flight in and he, he'll be receptive to it. you know, um, I, I, think that's where maybe some of the negativity towards some of the longer flights that he's had has come in is people just maybe aren't as, as forward as I can be where they'd rather just kind of sit back and, okay, wait, I have no problem just going up and Hey, Raja, seriously, you know, you've been up for like 20 minutes. Now we got a line back here, <laughs> you know, and, but in Raj's defense, He's got his back to the rest of the people lining up. He's oblivious to the fact that people are lining up. He's just enjoying himself. He's having fun. He's shooting his autos and whatnot. And as soon as he's let known that, hey, there there are people waiting to fly, I have yet to see him go, yeah, to heck with them. I'm going to keep flying. I still have a half tank left. You know, he'll be up for all of five minutes and we'll let him know, hey, there are a couple of people waiting to fly. You know how how long were you planning on, on uh, you know, flying just so they know. And it's, Oh, uh, Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Let me, let me just shoot a real quick auto and he'll go up, he'll shoot an auto and boom, next people are on the flight line, you know? So again, Raja's uh, And again, Raja flies for miniature aircraft, you know? So another one of those good guys, mm-hmm. some people just don't quite understand Raja. He does have his own personality, but, that's also what you gotta love about him, you know. Yeah. And yes, so I'm going off on tangents here. I tend to do that. That's why you said this half hour would probably be like an hour <laughs> or better.
2: Yeah, I gotta <laughs> go to bed at some point tonight, mm-hmm. Ryan. So <laughs> let's let's get to what everybody's here to listen to. Yeah. Some have said that you're an asshole and you ruined Urcha and you're the reason no one can have nice things. And kind of everyone hates you right now, so tell the us. Part of I agree with. <laughs> tell us a little bit from your side what went down with the whole golf the golf cart thing. Yeah. Who did so, you rent your cart from? Like the very yeah. beginning. Like who Start did you call story, in, yeah. and rent your cart from? And, and tell us a little bit of your your side of the story.
5: Sure. So. You know, probably three weeks, maybe a month or so prior to Urcha um, in general, uh, Dan, the Urcha president, Dan Lucente, got a hold of me, and we were kind of going over, you know, the RV rental spots and things like that. He also mentioned, he's like, oh, yeah, hey, by the way, um, p p golf carts, they're, they're making everyone turn their, their golf carts in by 9 p.m. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. He's like, no, they're they're turning them in at nine PM. Now I knew from years past that Lincoln and a few of the other guys had rented golf carts from outside sources that they had delivered to Urcha. You know, mm-hmm. um, was a couple of reasons that they had them, you know, delivered instead of renting on site. But you know, that's neither here nor there. So you know, I started to, I guess, look at different places. There was one place called Doc's Carts, and you know, some other ones that you know, I was looking at and I came across one and the guy wanted to rent them, I think for like 70 bucks a night with delivery. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, wait a minute. I remember a number of times people renting carts from Urcha
1: or not from
5: Urcha, from AMA. You know, and it was something where they could actually get the carts early because a number of us would come early. We'd, you know, go to Nats and watch that and whatnot versus a lot of times the golf carts from P weren't there until, you know, Wednesday. And these guys were motoring around on golf carts prior to that. It's like, wait, okay. Yeah. They're AMA carts. Okay. So I called up AMA headquarters and I got, you know, the receptionist and I said, look, I, I don't know who I'm supposed to talk to. I'm looking at renting a cart. I'm, I'm the site four host for Urcha, you know, for the campers and whatnot. I, I need a cart, you know, and whatnot. What, uh, who do I talk to, uh, is there a certain number I need to call? And she's like, Oh wait, no. Yep. You need to talk to someone by the name of Yolanda. Give me just a second. I'll transfer you over. Okay, great. Get transferred over. Kind of explain the whole thing. Hey, I'm hosting, you know, the site Mm -hmm. for host, yada, yada, yada. And I said, I, I want to rent a cart, you know, and I, I want to make sure that this cart, I keep the entire time that I'm, I'm at the event. Correct. I, I keep it like at my camper. I'm going to have a camper on site. This is something I keep throughout the entire event, you know. And she kind of like almost questioned why I was questioning it. She's like, "Well, yeah, that's that's how we do this. When you pick the cart up, you keep it until whatever end day you have that you rented it to. Mm-hmm. So if it's through the entire event of Urcha, you you yeah, you keep it there." I said, "Okay, so I I don't bring it back to you guys." guys at a certain time every night or anything i i keep it outside my camper essentially i take the key in of course and then in the morning when i wake up whatever time it is for me usually noon um you know i go go about my day she's like yeah that's that's how we've always done it that's exactly how you do it said okay great perfect so at that point she gets my credit card number and everything before we're even off the phone she had my card charged you know because i get a little text notification anytime I charge my card and I'm like okay great and it was like five bucks more a night than what PNP was charging but at that point I looked at it and said you know what that is well worth it at least I can keep the card all night I don't have to worry about turning it in at a certain time anything like that okay great so of course then I stopped looking for any outside vendor for golf carts because I've already got one I'm good to go You know, so get to Urcha. you know, dealt with everything I needed to there, you know, starting to get, uh, camper passes and everything else, uh, went over to the little farmhouse and Yolanda wasn't actually there. It was another girl. And, you know, she, I give her my name. She's like, okay, did, did you have one reserved? I said, yes, I did. Oh, oh yeah. Yep. Okay. You're on the list. It looks like you reserved it a few weeks ago. Yep. Yep. It's all paid for. Yep. It shows that it's paid for. I'm like, okay, great. And she's like, so I don't think this applies to you because you actually reserved it a number of weeks ago. But anyone that's coming over here that could be renting from PNP on site, we're supposed to tell, needs to have their carts back by 10 p.m. Well, okay, this is already an hour past when Dan said we were supposed to have the carts back. So it's like, oh, oh whatever. But she's like, I, actually, I don't think that applies to you because you, you already rented this. You, you rented it a number of weeks ago. Okay, great. Again, didn't think it was that big of an issue. She threw me a key, said, hey, I'll unlock the gate. Just grab whatever you want. Grabbed a cart. Went about my day. That night, get to some of the night flying. As everyone knows on center stage, there's always night flying into the light things. And I've got my cart. And dad's like, oh, so you got your cart. I said, yep. You're going to turn it in? I said, I wasn't told I had to. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, you know, it's not like we're policing it. And that's what the AMA lady had said too, is she's like, it's not like we're going to even be policing this for, for the people that are just coming here and renting it, you know, off Mm -hmm. the street. So it's like, okay, great. No worries. Following night comes, you know, and and that night, everything went great.
2: Parked the cart. What night was this? Yeah. What night is this?
5: That would have been Tuesday night.
2: Tuesday night. Okay.
5: okay. So Wednesday night comes. And, you know, got back from, I think that might have been the dinner at Outback
1: that you and I had. One of the many dinners at Outback, Mm -hmm. yes.
5: (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, got back from dinner, grabbed Mm -hmm. the cart, went back to center stage, you know, watching the flights and whatnot. And, you know, Dan and I I forget who else had come up and, oh, hey, still got your cart. Yep, I do. And he's like, yeah, she brought me a list of, of carts that weren't turned in. I said, was mine on it? He's like, I I don't actually really know. She gave it to me. As as soon as she turned around, I tore it up and threw it in the trash. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. So you're you're being cool about this. That props to you, Dan. You know, big, Mm -hmm. big props. And again, he, he said, we're not, this isn't our job. We're not here to police this stuff. Okay, great. Following day comes around. Again, no big deal. I wasn't talked to by anyone this is thursday now um you know did the standard urcha stuff watching flights you know and this and that i'm going around trying to get money from you know the campers and things like that Uh that's one of the things that made the cart a huge asset was i was able to go to all of these different campsites and whatnot and collect on you know the primitive camping or the rv camping or whatever that night comes and You know, I and uh, Mitch actually went into the camper. We were kind of hanging out. You know, he was going over some music for some stuff and whatnot. And we're just sitting there, you know, just BSing. And I had the part parked immediately outside the steps. Now, I did have the campsite money in there. But first off, I do trust pretty much everyone. Well, at that point, I trusted everyone at Urcha. You know, didn't have any reason not to. Plus it's immediately outside my, my camper. All of a sudden it's like, we, we start to head out because we're going to go and watch some of the night flying. And Mitch is actually leading me out of the camper as all of a sudden we hear the golf cart start up. Mitch kind of goes out and he's like, yeah, dude, someone's got your golf cart. And it was kind of more a joking manner. Like, oh, Hey, yeah, someone's, you know, messing around with you. They're grabbing your golf cart, driving it off, going to move it, whatever. I like that hasn't happened in years past, which I'm sure we'll get into at some point here. Um, but you know, so I yelled after I'm like, Hey, you know, get the hell back here, you know, whatever. And all, all of a sudden the golf cart stops and I hear Stephanie from PNP, you know, this golf cart was supposed to be back at 10 PM or nine. P. I forget what time she even said, but it was a couple of minutes after the hour. And it's like, uh, okay, I really didn't want to deal with this. But I'm like, look, there's personal property on there. There's campsite money on there. There's hundreds of dollars on there. You need to bring that golf cart back. Take the golf cart if you need to. Bring it back so I can get all the personal property off of there. I'm not bringing the golf cart back. Okay, so I and Mitch both are walking over towards the golf cart. and She's sitting there just waiting for us to walk up. And I'm like, look. There's a lot of money in this golf cart. There's someone else's personal property. I've got someone else's radio and, uh, uh, FPV goggles in here. I said, there's a number of things that need to be taken out of this. I'm not taking that back. And it's like, you know, and, and fortunately Mitch had kind of confirmed afterwards. It's like, I'm not stupid enough to physically stop her or, you know, block her from moving. And it would also at that point be stupid for me to start reaching into the golf cart and grabbing stuff. And I told her, I'm like, look, Stephanie, bring the golf cart back to the camper. I'll pull all the stuff out. You can take the golf cart. That's fine. I'm not taking it back to your camper. I said, well, if you, you know, I'm sorry, but if you don't take the golf cart back there, so I can get all of this stuff out of here, I really am going to have to call the police department. I, there, There's no other way for me to do this because at that point, again, I'm looking at it going, I need to protect my own rear, you know, I don't need her trying to say I attacked her or whatever the case may be. Fortunately, again, I had witnesses there, so, you know, I was good on that. But, you know, at the point I mentioned the cops, she goes driving off, she's like, call the effing cops if you want. She didn't say effing, she actually used the full word. I'm yeah. just trying to be, you know, family friendly here. Um, when, when I'm driving off. So what's the next thing I did? I called the sheriff's department, you know, and what I look at is, okay. So I had the golf cart after the time frame that I was supposed to have it. Supposedly, even though I rented this under the rental agreement that I had this 24 hours a day until yeah. the end of my rental agreement. Yep. Yeah. Let's say that's not even there and she does have a right to take this i don't care if these golf carts are are owned by pnp i rented through a third party that third party is who i'm responsible to not her but okay let's say she has a right to grab it why on earth would she not knock on my camper and say hey you need to have this this golf cart back you know at X, you know xyz time get your property off of this or whatever the case may be Why would you not let someone know you're taking this? Why would you just grab this golf cart and go motoring off with everyone's personal property on it? You know, that was my biggest thing. So call the police department. They come, they talk to her. Apparently that's what majorly, you know, peed her off. Um, got the personal property back because she threw it all into a garbage bag, you know, with, someone else's radio at that and FPV goggles and whatnot, which we all know how expensive this stuff is and gave it to Dan and said, I'm either throwing this in the garbage or you can take it to which point, you know, he brings it back to me. Cops didn't want to do anything because I mean, I guess understandable, understandably so they've got better things to do than a uh, golf cart heist, I guess, you know,
1: mm, you sure about that?
5: Well, at this point, I'm not really sure about anything. But, um, so, you know, kind of thought everything was done, said over with whatever. I definitely was pissed off. I was not happy, but what are you going to do? You know, um, next day comes and, you know, I'm starting to get ready for the day and whatnot. And next thing I know, uh, Wes and Frank are at my door. What Frank was even doing there. I have no clue. They come in and they're like, yeah, you know, she's. She's planning on having everyone turn their carts in at eight and then taking them all. And no one's going to have them for for Saturday. Will you please, 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 please go and apologize to her. Do whatever you need to, you know, and I'm kind of looking at him. I'm like, what did what did I do that was wrong? And at this point, Tim DePiri, uh, vice president or whatever he is on the board, he comes in. And I'm like, what did I do that was wrong? You know, and Tim all of a sudden starts on, well, you know, first off, you flipped your golf cart back in 2018 at the, at center stage.
1: Which wasn't and, you.
5: Right, exactly. And this is where I got to give Wes a lot of respect. Wes Maneer, is he's like, no, him. we already know that wasn't Ryan. We actually know exactly who it was. They admitted to it. That wasn't him. That 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 shouldn't even be brought up, you know. At which point they also said, look, we realize none of this is your fault. You are not to blame, but you also need to realize that we need to do what's what's good for the masses, if you will. Bite your tongue, bite the bullet, go and apologize to her, do whatever you need. They said some things that weren't again aren't family friendly as far as what I should do, you know, to apologize to her. But you know, it's like do whatever you need to get her to say, yeah, okay, we'll we'll keep the cards. Now, I wasn't happy about that, you know, and they knew it. And it was something where it's like, we know that if you feel you're right or if you definitely are in the right, the last thing you want to do is completely cower to that and completely backtrack on that. But we really need you to do this so that we get you know because they've got heat coming down on them, you know, according to Wes. He's like, "Yeah, we've got heat coming down on us. You know, we we want to try to rectify the situation, keep these carts. I'm like, "Okay, you know, fine. Let me finish getting ready. I was just about to jump in the shower. Let me take a shower. I'll get ready.
0: Fine. I'll go over there." Ryan, at that point, didn't you say I have a rental agreement that says otherwise though? I mean, that's what would have took over there to show her I
2: would have said i'm not apologizing yeah. this is what i did signed you, did you have anything from the ama
5: oh no see and and that's the thing is just like with her and always taking cash there wasn't anything that we signed for the ama either okay you know it was just we've got your credit card okay we charged it yep credit card went through okay here's the cart key so that's the unfortunate part is no one has anything in black and white yeah yeah and no, and and I guess to that fact, I guess I'm glad you brought that up. I highly, highly doubt anyone signed anything saying, "Yes, I'm paying full price for this golf cart, but I also agree to have it back at nine o'clock or ten o'clock or whatever the case may be." Right. It was just word of mouth. Have this back at you know mm-hmm. whatever time. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, See, that, I don't,
0: that, I don't know that side of it because I wasn't there. I mean, anybody that was renting the carts was it. Was it? I don't even know. Yeah, you're right. I mean, there's a cash agreement. Well, the, the one yeah. time I was there, yeah, last we didn't time sign I thought it was, did we, Steve. It was, I don't. Know. I think we did sign something though.
1: You do sign something, usually, but I don't remember. I don't know. Yeah, I guess you sign something, but they don't hold a credit card. They do it as a cash yeah, business. It's kind so of shady I mean, by you know, only
2: doing cash. I don't yeah, know why so, they're doing it that way. That
5: well, of weird. we know why that
2: way because
1: yeah, we, well, we can assume do we down. don't know for right.
4: sure. Sure. Right.
1: Yes.
5: You're, you're right. You're right. I'll mm-hmm. give you that. Um, but, you know, and, the, and that was the thing is it's like for a number of years, I'd even asked them a number of times, you know, why don't you take credit cards? That way yeah.
1: so much easier. You know.
5: Damage you know. deposit. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, with the Stephanie lady from PNP is never once had I returned a card that was damaged in any way whatsoever. Now there was one year, probably about three years ago, four years ago where it was super muddy out, it was raining and whatnot. And yeah, there was mud on the cart, but there was mud on everyone's cart.
4: Right.
5: And she kind of complained about it. And I said, you know, I, I can take it up to the dump station and, and hose it off if you want. And it was kind of a grudging. Well, no, no, you don't need to do that. I guess it's not damaged, you know? And that kind of did key me in onto okay, this is definitely a lady to watch out for. So I always made a point of when I returned the cart, I made sure she was already always there. Because there were times that, you know, people would say, Yeah, we've returned a cart. We were told just to take the cart pack and leave the key in the cart and they'll they'll take care of it when they get there. You know, and it, it was something where it's like, eh, no, I'm gonna make sure that she's here. She sees that there was no damage to this, she sees that yep, it's in good shape, you know? Okay. And like I said, that one, so, two years ago with it flipped over, she's still holding on to, unfortunately.
1: So kind of getting back onto the, on track here, what, so like, did you go and apologize to her after you showered the next day or, like, what happened with that?
5: Yep. So I had just gotten out of the camper, was just bringing the Segway out because, well, I don't have a golf cart and Mm -hmm. my fat ass isn't going to walk down there. So, you know, just getting the Segway out. And all of a sudden, Wes, and again, for whatever reason, Frank and Chris Nutt come rolling up on on a golf cart. And Wes is like, yeah, dude, um, don't go down there and apologize. And I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? I just psyched myself up and got myself into the mindset of, I really need to kowtow to this lady. I need to do everything I can to apologize and tell her for whatever reason I was wrong and this and that and get her to keep these carts. Why am I, why, why now do you not want me to go down there? And he's like, no, she, she will not accept your apologies no matter what. Like, uh, okay. And he's like, yeah, honestly, you know, we're almost thinking maybe, maybe you shouldn't stay at your camper tonight. We're, we're really, we're really concerned for your safety. You know, and at this point I'm like, dude, Wes, seriously, what are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, we, we're pretty worried people are going to riot and they're going to come and they're going to vandalize your your camper and they're going to vandalize your car. and They're probably going to come and attack you. And it's like, uh, what? No, hmm. I, I, I like to think that I know a good portion of these people, not everyone, obviously, but a good portion yeah. of these people. And they're not going to do that, you know? These helicopter pilots are good people. There are a lot of good people in this hobby. They're not going to do this. First off, they've got enough brains on them to know this would be stupid to do. Secondly, I don't think they're actually evil or nasty enough to, to do this. you know. And third, I, I haven't heard anything about people that are going to riot. you know. And Wes is just like, yeah, I... I really, I really think you should consider maybe not staying in your camper tonight. Um, You know, I kind of told him, I'm like, yeah, I'll I'll consider it. But I, I, I'm probably going to be staying in my camper. You know, I've spent two grand on this camper to have it here. It's stupid for me not to stay in it, you know? Yeah. So, okay. At that point they go driving off and I sent Dan uh, Lucenta a text message. I said, Hey, you know, you and I really should, should talk. Because at this point I hadn't seen Dan at all. He hadn't said word one to me, nothing. It was all Wes and, and Tim. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you and I should talk. didn't hear back from him. Oh, okay. You know, fine. I'll, I'll stay away from center stage just in case these, these wackos that they're thinking are going to riot are at center stage. Go down by the corner there, hung out with, you know, with the A-Main guys and a number of those guys, you know, some, some of the Pennsylvania guys and whatnot down there. And I'm kind of telling them the story about how, yeah, apparently I need to fear for my safety and people are going to riot. And they're all getting an absolute chuckle out of it because they're like, dude, seriously, who here is going to be attacking you? Who here is going to do that? You know? And I know there are people that have been there in the past, over the past years, that might have been guys to do that, but none of them were there. Secondly, most of them were close enough friends that, yeah okay maybe a few of them tipped my card over but they more or less laid the thing down and it was it's a joke they weren't i mean they apologized up one side and down the other you know i mean they they apologized profusely on that they didn't realize how exactly it would turn out they obviously didn't completely think it through but you know whatever so these guys are like there's no one here that's gonna do that there's no one here that's stupid enough to do that like well have you heard anyone talking about this They're like, no, we haven't. Well, as the day went on, I started to learn that the Stephanie girl, every single person that was going to pick their golf cart up Friday, she was explaining, you have to have it back here at 8 PM and you will not have it tomorrow. This is all a result of Ryan Zano. And she was naming me first and last name, you know? And it's like, uh, where is she even getting off on this? And then, of course, she'd bring up the fact that, oh, I tipped my golf cart over. I'm always damaging golf carts and on and on and on. And it's like, there's never been a time where, you know, I've had a, a, a damaged golf cart. There's actually never been a time where I've tipped over a golf cart. Yes, my golf cart was tipped over, but we already found the people that did that. They fully admitted to it, you know, and I mean, it doesn't need to be brought up who they were, but it's one of those things where it's like all of the people in the know knew exactly who it was, knew that these guys admitted to it. So that shouldn't even be, but it was something, even the the girl from Papa John's let me know that, oh yeah, she's naming you. She's naming you by first and last name. And every single person that will possibly listen, she is absolutely bad mouthing you to the point that I'd even gotten stories that apparently when I went up to the golf cart, when she was driving it off and she, you know, stopped the golf cart and waited for me to walk up apparently i had her golf cart surrounded by a number of guys and she feared for her life and it's like well uh if you feared for your life why didn't you drive off to begin with why did you wait for i and a number of guys to come walking up to you even though it was me and mitch and there was probably one or two other people somewhere in there i i forget who they were but you know it was like there are a lot of things to these stories that you're telling people that really don't make sense are inaccurate or are just completely and totally false,
2: you know? So one question and, I want, I had Ryan that had been brought up a few times uh-huh. is they, she, or whoever the word had got around that after she took the cart that you went down in the middle of that night and, Brought it back and hid it behind some vehicles. Did that happen?
1: And disable the GPS.
2: And disable the GPS. Try
1: to disable the GPS. I heard.
2: Yeah, that's what I heard too.
5: Well, I definitely did not try to disable the GPS. I did hear about the uh, golf cart getting taken. And what I will say is, because I I'm not going to bring anyone else down with me.
2: You know. Well, I'll no, just. Did you go get the, yeah. your golf cart and bring it back to your camper? Did I
5: get my golf cart and bring it back to my camper? No.
2: Did, it, did, did someone I, else in the
5: middle of the night? I I believe it happened earlier in the morning, you know, like when people do rooster pulls, Because it was kind of, and like I say, I'm not going to say that I didn't encourage it, but it had been brought up, well, when can you go and pick these these golf carts up? They say we, we've got to return them at X, you know, X, Y, Z time, but when do you get to pick them up? And I said, I I have no clue. These guys are like, well, we're thinking of doing some rooster poles. Why don't we pick it up then? Like, I'm going to be sleeping. I need sleep. You know, at that point I had had a few cocktails too. So I'm like, I really just want to go to bed. I don't want to deal with this crap anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Hey, here's the key. If it happens by my, by my camper, you know, oh, well, I have no clue what time it can be picked up. I was never told there's a time that we can't pick it up before.
2: Okay. so so is a, it is it possible I mean, somebody got it at daylight and brought it back to your camper and she might have thought or it looked like that somebody got it in the middle of the night is that a possibility
5: oh yeah it's definitely a possibility okay. you know and the thing is I never saw the thing because apparently this all happened while I was asleep and I never saw it get there or be picked up
2: okay whatever you did that's what you're saying I Okay.
5: Now, which, you know, I look at and say, um, cops were already called. It would be really stupid for me to go down to her camper because I'm sure she's got cameras and stuff set up, anyways. I mean, mm-hmm. the AMA grounds has, has cameras set up on site four, you know, mm-hmm. to monitor stuff. So it's like, this would just be stupid. I'm rather easy to pick out because I don't wear hats and I tend to have a hair kind of like John Dale where it's easily recognizable. So, it would have been absolutely stupid for me to do that. Um, so, did I encourage it being picked up maybe sooner than what they were supposed to be? I will not deny that at all. Yeah, I, of course I encouraged it. You know, I encourage a lot of things. That is something I completely admit to. Yeah, I encouraged. But again, I was never told when the thing could be picked up. I was also never told that. I was not allowed to have a golf cart the following day. I mean, I paid full for the thing. Never offered a refund when she picked it up Thursday night. You know, so at that point, I felt well within my rights to still have a golf cart Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to answer your, your question directly, nope, did not pick it up myself. Okay. Do I know for a fact that it was picked up? That I'm not certain of either, though.
2: Well, we don't Did know. I, the, we don't know the time. It could have been seven in the morning or four o'clock in the morning. We don't really know, right. Okay.
5: Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, but like I say, I, I'm not going to lie. Did I encourage it? Oh yeah, you bet I encouraged it. So, you know, is what it is there.
2: Okay. Hmm.
5: Long silence.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Because there's so many, like I don't know, the rumors are going crazy right now, and like people have, like been hitting us up about this, about you coming on the show and stuff like that. So you know, just want to make sure, like see, we're kind of digging into it.
5: The show, unless you guys had announced it at some point.
1: No, we never did. Somebody did. Somebody did, or somebody mentioned it, or something. It wasn't us.
3: Uh, I know and, on, I know on Discord that Friday we were hearing a little bit of chatter. I mean, because, um, you know, one of the, one of the listeners, you know, told us that, you know, you know, the golf cart lady said this and, you know, said, you know, said it was, she was naming you out that, you know, Oh, it was cause he did this and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, he was kind of pissed, but you know, he was just kind of, you know, it's whatever. He, he didn't know how to take it. So, Right, So. right. So obviously, I mean, she, you know, I, I do believe that.
1: Yeah, Yeah. You... I mean, I, I, sorry. I totally believe that you got thrown under the bus with this um, as far as like what she was going around saying to people. I think, um, you know, that's what people are hearing, right? So that's what people are believing. And well, I, see, I think she was playing the whole like, oh, you know, he scared me and I felt my life was threatened and, you know, kind of like playing that card. Right.
5: And see, you know, it's, it's interesting you bring that up because when, when Wes was in uh, my trailer with me, you know, initially um, Friday, you know, kind of telling me I, I need to go and apologize and whatnot. And when Tim came in and, you know, talked about the cart getting flipped and whatnot, you know, one of the things that Wes did bring up is he's like, you know, here's the thing. Ryan definitely was targeted by her. He's like, there were a number of carts that were not turned in last night. Yeah, She came and specifically got his, she came and found his now, you know, maybe she just happened I'm. I'm definitely not trying to defend her by saying this, but okay. Maybe she just happened to be cruising by and saw my cart Mm -hmm. and then grabbed it. I highly, highly doubt that's what happened though. You know, she probably saw it sitting next to my car, Wisconsin plates. Oh, I know he's got, he's from Wisconsin. I know he's got a camper. This is probably his cart, you know, and grabbed it or maybe, you know, by process of elimination, figured out that was, that was my cart because that was one of the few cart numbers she didn't have a name tag to because it was an AMA cart.
2: I was just going to say, how would she even know it was yours if you got it from the AMA?
5: Right, exactly. But again, you know, it may have been something where, I mean, literally the, the lady that gave me the key didn't record anything. Maybe. She recorded it after the fact, after I was driving off, because, you know, I pulled the cart out from their little gated area and left it sit there while I drove my car back to my camper, grabbed the Segway, rode the Segway back over, picked the cart up through the Segway in the back, strapped it into the little, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, golf bag holders and, and proceeded on. So. You know, maybe she had the number, maybe she didn't die, that, that I don't know. You know, I don't want to necessarily speculate on that.
1: Maybe it was a coincidence that she got your card, and then when she heard you and saw you, then it added together. But maybe, I don't know, maybe it was just a coincidence. Um, the whole thing of her saying that, like, it was jacked and the whole, like, it was being hit behind cars and the GPS disabled and all that stuff, like, I mean. I wonder where that came I, from. Yeah. It seems I'm trying like to, out of like, left
2: field. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, I'm not even certain what vehicles it could have been in between, because I'm pretty certain all of the vehicles there, you could have easily weaseled carts in and out and around, and there shouldn't have been any issue with that. I mean, there was nothing parked in front of or behind my car. I know that, you know, if it would have been in in the little Oxy compound there, they would have seen it, you know, and they would have seen it parked in between their vehicles. So I'm... and. Honestly, I don't even know what vehicle she's talking about that it was parked in between. And it's also my, supposedly, my understanding that she wasn't even the one that picked it up. It was the AMA lady, uh, this Yolanda, that had picked it up. So where she's getting her story from, that I'm not certain of either. But again, you know, I was sleeping when supposedly all of this stuff happened when the cart was dropped off and or then picked up. So I wasn't even privy to this. And this was something that no one brought up, you know, Tim or Wes, when they were in the camper with me initially. This wasn't brought up until later that afternoon. So, you know, that I didn't even know about. And all of a sudden they brought up, oh, yeah, well, you stole your cart. And I'm like, huh? No, I don't even have my cart. Well, yeah, we know you don't have your cart now. That's because they took it back. Like, well, yeah, they took it back last night. No, no. They took your cart back because you stole it. I'm like, I have no clue what you guys are talking about. And then they kind of started explaining the situation. They hadn't brought up that it was parked in between vehicles. They had just brought up that, oh yeah, well, you stole it and brought it back to your camper. And I'm like, guys, seriously, how stupid do you think I would be to steal my own cart and bring it back and park it at my camper? If I was going to yeah. steal my card, I'd take it out into the corn and just leave it. You know, I mean,
1: <laughs> yeah. I, 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 that is a pretty I'm good point. Stupid. Yeah, that seems a little like you know, you're not that stupid. <laughs> Come on,
0: <laughs> I, I,
1: <laughs>
5: But so, yeah, but um, but yeah, like I say, you know, then uh, I I had messaged Dan, you know, hey, get a hold of me, whatnot. He wasn't get back to me. I went hung out with the AMA guys, and finally, like that afternoon, he gets back to me he's like yeah well you know uh yeah we should probably talk i said yeah yeah i definitely want to talk to you okay well come down to center stage i'm gonna i'm gonna pull the rest of the Urcha board together it's like uh okay sure so i write down there on the old segue you know and here's monty and tim and uh wes and dan and some other guy that i don't know who he is you know no offense to him just don't know who he is you know, and they're like, yeah, so we need to go over this. We really feel f- fear for your safety. And honestly, we fear for the safety of everyone else here, you know, which kind of took me aback. I'm like, wait, so you're, you're fearing for my safety, but now you're also fearing for everyone else here. And I don't remember who said it, but all of a sudden one of them's like, well, yeah, you know, it would be like that one lone wolf guy that no one knows. And he came to Urcha oh
0: and my then God. he got,
5: and he got he got pissed off because now his cart got taken and he can't have it for Saturday. So he goes off and grabs a gun and just starts shooting everyone. You know, at that point I looked at him, I'm like, uh, okay, you guys are blowing this way out of proportion. You know, what, what are you talking about? Well, you know, we need to watch out for the safety of, of the Urcha members and for, for the members as a whole over one individual. And it's like, well, uh, I mean, I, I guess I get where you're coming from, but seriously, why do you think this is even going to happen? Well, you know, it's a possibility. Well, you know, it's a possibility that an asteroid's going to hit the earth too. It's a possibility. Is right. it going to happen? Highly unlikely, you know, but is what it is. And, you know, again, they reiterated, we really don't think you should stay in your camper tonight. Like, oh, you know, I really think I should. And you know what, as a consolation to you guys, fine, I'll stay in my camper. There are plenty of people that will come over, they'll hang out in the camper and whatnot. And I, I won't get to see some of the night flights that I want to, but at least I'll still get to hang out with people that I haven't seen, you know, since Spring Fling or, you know, mm-hmm. beyond that. And I'll still at least be able to enjoy my camper that, you know, I've paid quite a bit of money for and is what it is. They're like, yeah, no, we, we, we don't think that's going to be safe. And, you know, stupid me, I guess, on one hand. But on the other hand, I was still trying to keep the peace. I looked at him. I said, fine. I tell you what, you guys decide. If you seriously do not want me staying in my camper tonight, fine. So be it. I'll, I'll respect what, you know, what you guys want. Oh, well, okay. Well, we're going to have to discuss this. Why don't you give us a few minutes? Okay. So I wrote off and, you know, I talked to a few different people and of course everyone I'm talking to, they're like, yeah, I mean, this lady's a complete, you know, B word. Um, we, we really don't blame you. Maybe you antagonized her by calling the cops, which I'm sure that's one of the main things that pissed her off. Um, but they're like, yeah, it's, it's really not your fault. It's not anyone's fault. And a lot of the people were saying, we're still blaming Urcha on this one. They couldn't get this figured out before Urcha. You know, it's like, well, you know, I at that point, I still was more or less trying to defend the Urcha board. It's like, you know, they're they were trying for people. Unfortunately, they came down PNP P came down with this mandate of carts need to be returned at X you know, whatever time, and they didn't have time to try to find another vendor, so they had to go with this, you know. Again. Stupid Ryan still trying to defend the Urcha board on this. A few minutes later, they call me back, get over there, and they're like, yeah, well, you know, we feel for the safety of the Urcha members that you you definitely should not stay here tonight. You know, which I was, I'm sorry, admittedly very pissed off about because, again, I didn't feel that I had done a single thing wrong. As a matter of fact, if she's pissed that I called the cops, all you would have had to do is knock on my door and say, I'm taking your cart. I could say, okay, let me grab the personal property out of here and you can take the cart is what it is. is. I'm Granted, I might have honestly had some extra words to say to her, but beyond that, overall, it's why did you not let me know you're taking my cart that's full of stuff and let me get the stuff out of here, you know? But okay, fine, guys, I'll, you know, I'll head out. And Dan's like, well, you know, I'll come by around seven, you know, if, if you haven't taken off by then, I'll come by around seven and, and we'll talk. Okay, fine. This was, I don't know, four or five in the afternoon, whatever. So I went about, and, you know, kind of talked to a few people and whatnot. At one point I talked to, uh, Ron chorus, you know, and explained to him what was going on. And, you know, he said basically, yeah, this is a bunch of bullshit. And he's like, I tell you what, I'm, I'm going to go and talk to Wes. I'm going to talk to a couple of these guys and get this figured out. This is, this is stupid. There's absolutely no reason you should be leaving. So, you know, Ron went off and talked to them and whatnot. And seven o'clock comes and goes, and I see Dan, you know, back and forth. I'm planted at the Papa John's, uh, uh, trailer there at this point from seven, seven o'clock, eight, you know, or just before eight. Because then the Papa John's girl said, hey, would you drive down there in the car, in your car and I got to take the cart back? I, I don't want to be one of these offenders. Then just pick me up and bring me back to the trailer. Yep, sure. Did that. Hung out there for a little longer, whatever. And met up with a few people, you know, Mitch and a few other people. I think you might have even been in there, Steve, uh, before I left left in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And kind of explain to people that, and actually I think you were as well, Andy.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, hey, yeah. You know, they, they said they don't want me here tonight. You know, okay, whatever. And about 10 o'clock, all of a sudden they come by and they're like, so you haven't left yet. Like, well, no, Dan hasn't come and talked to me. Well, yeah. I said, I, I said, I'd be coming and talking to you if you, if you weren't gone. I said, yeah, you, you, yeah. And I know for a fact at least one person, if not maybe a couple of people, came and talked to you. And I turned to Wes, I said, did Ron not come and talk to you? And Wes is like, yeah, yeah, he did. You know, which I highly, highly respect Ron on that aspect for. You know, um, I mean, it's something that Ron and I have, have been good for a number of years. But I really didn't, th- and I don't want to say this in the fact that I didn't think he he had the character to do it. I don't want it to come across like that, but I really didn't think as and say, dude, seriously, what are you guys doing? There's absolutely no reason for you guys to be telling Ryan he shouldn't be here tonight, you know. But I said, so Dan, the fact that I knew these people were going and talking to you, and then you weren't saying anything to me, I didn't think it was an issue. Well, you know, you should have known better. You should have come and talked to me. And it's like, well. Ugh. Sorry, Dan, you said you were gonna come and talk to me. Why would I seek you out when I want to stay here? I don't want to seek you out saying, okay, do I leave now? You know, I mean that again, that's just kind of be stupid on my part. So at that point, you know, they're like, Well, yeah, we need to have you you out of here and, and not at your camper, you know, by midnight. Can you do it by midnight? I'm like, yeah, I, I, I can do it by midnight. You know, if, if that's the way it's gotta be fine, I'll, I'll pack up, you know, my stuff and whatnot. and I'll I'll run and grab a hotel room. Okay, fine. So that's exactly what I did. By midnight, I was out of there, went over to, uh, the Marriott, you know, and, and got, uh, got a hotel room and whatnot. It's like, well, I'm here. I'm not going to leave in the middle of the night first off. And Hey, I'm, I'm going to go back at least at the daytime. So, I'm not staying at my camper. I'll go back, watch some of the Battle of the Brands and stuff like that. Um, You know, so Ron had gotten a hold of me early Saturday afternoon and wanted me to bring him, you know, some soda and whatnot. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Yep, I'll I'll be by, you know, a little bit. I got to run. I wanted to run through the car wash, you know, just some piddly stuff. And went back there and met Ron actually at the scale field. You know, I'm like, I don't want to come rolling up to center stage just in case. I'll meet you at the scale field. He and I sat there, you know, hung out, kind of BS for a little while and whatnot. And, you know, we're just about to part ways. I was going to head down to the corner by AMA. And then all of a sudden, Kevin Cordell and Greg Alderman and Jenny Alderman come rolling up. And I see Jenny just look at me and it's like, oh, huh. And she goes walking into her camper. And Ron kind of looks at me, he's like, uh, huh, that might not be good. Yeah, may- maybe you just kind of want to not go past center stage and just, you know, do whatever you were going to do, but yeah, let's let's just kind of head out from here. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Okay, circled around, went down past uh, um, Site 3, you know, and whatnot, circled around the corner, hung out with those guys for a while, you know, watched some flights be asked and whatnot. And then some of the competitions were starting and they're like, Oh yeah, you know, Hey, let's, let's all head down there. And I'm like, yeah, no, I, you know what? I don't think this is probably a good thing for me to head down there. I'll just, I'll hang out down here. A couple of the guys were staying anyways, you know, we're tinkering, you know, fixing some stuff, whatever. So sat there for a while, got dark. I ended up realizing I'd forgotten a couple of things in my camper Circled back all the way around, back past the scale field. So, again, don't have to come past center stage. Don't have to do any of that just in case. Because, you know, I, of course, I was worried about a lone wolf and shooting everyone up. But, um, went to the camper and, you know, got a couple of things out and went and talked to a few other people. And all of a sudden, it's like I started getting text messages. And then I got a phone call, from, a couple of phone calls from people. And these text messages are saying, hey, dude, just so you know, cops are here. Hey, dude, I think the cops are here for you. Hey, cops are, you know, and phone calls were the same. Hey, um, so the sheriff's department's here. Uh, we don't know exactly why, but we're thinking maybe they're here for you. I don't know. They're talking to Dan and whatnot. It's like, okay, whatever.
0: Well, well, why would sudden, they be you know, there for you? You hadn't, uh, stole, you hadn't done anything wrong and
1: stolen anything? Exactly. So Exactly. Let me ask you this question. Were you kicked out that night? Nope. Friday night at 12 a.m. or Saturday morning, however you want to think. it. Did did Dan and Urcha say you're ejected from the event? Yeah.
5: Nope, not at all. They said they do not want me staying in my camper that night because they feared for my safety. And then also they potentially feared for the safety of the members of Urcha and the people that were there.
1: So that's not what I heard. And this is what I heard directly from Dan and the sheriff's department. Because I was down there at the A-Main site when they came looking for you that night. Saturday night? Yeah, Saturday night, I think. Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, you know, Dan's coming over. And Josh, I, I know he, Ryan was here. I know you saw him. And blah, blah, blah. People were talking and all this stuff. And Josh is like, yeah, he was here. We went to go, go see Battle Brands. or Not Battle Brands, but the, um, the night competition. And we came back, he was gone. You know, yeah. so he was like, well, he's not supposed to be here. He knows this and this and blah, blah, you know, whatever. And I'm just like, I, I'm i just going to be a bird. I'm just going to be a fly in the wall. I'm going to listen in and I don't know anything. Um, But, yeah, they were saying all that stuff to to those guys, you know, with the sheriffs there and stuff. They definitely thought they were going to find you there because, like, the way they approached us was like you watch on Cops. You know, you got Dan and the people kind of coming up a little, sneaking up. One cop's coming around the back of the trailer, and then another cop's coming back to, behind the other trailer trying to basically catch you. Right. Like a thief, right? Like a, you know, like a yep. like a person that they're trying to arrest. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so my understanding at that point was you were ejected from the event and not welcome back.
5: Nope. Definitely not. As, as a matter of fact, it was something where the, the most, I guess, repercussion aside from, Hey, we don't want you, you stay in the night in your camper and yada, 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 yada. The most repercussion otherwise was Dan saying, yeah, we probably won't have you be the, the site for host next year, but you know, don't worry. I'll make sure to have an RV site for you. So you'll, you'll still have hookups. You'll still have an RV site, you know, and this came directly from Dan. So it's like, okay, he's, he's apparently serious about the fact that he thinks someone's going to start something that something's going to happen. So I'm still welcome back. I'm good to go. And that's also why, you know, like I said, I didn't think coming back Saturday was that big of a deal. I just knew, okay, I'm going to avoid center stage just in case, you know, keep, you know, any commotion down or whatever the case may be. If there actually was going to be any, so you know, that's where I was coming from. And it's also one of those things where it's like, you know, you need to actually tell someone they are ejected before you call the cops and say he's trespassing. Mm-hmm. I, Very I true. Full, yeah, I was fully paid for the event, fully paid for the camper site, fully paid camper. You know, at that point, I mean, technically, I, I guess I look at it from a legal aspect that camper is my house at that point or my apartment that I'm renting or however you want to look at it. Mm-hmm. Who are you to say that I cannot stay in my own house or in my own apartment slash camper? You know, and I don't, I'm, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know how that works. I don't know where the legality on that is.
0: But well, it's I, like, can, I can speak up on that part. Cause I lived for 30 years in a shared land environment and we had to threaten a person who wouldn't pay their part of the taxes with yeah the house is yours but the property is ours and you're not allowed on it and that's basically how, how that worked until he paid yep. for his taxes i mean it's not exactly the same setting but if they own the if they own the land yeah
1: definitely... I, I would think that a may would have to come in and eject you out not our trip but i don't know if they're representing a May during the event or what the legality if they, is yeah, if
2: they rent the entire property they may it may mm-hmm. fall back to them to it might be their call yeah yeah exactly
5: Right. Again, yeah, that's where I'm saying I don't know where that actually lies. This is mm-hmm. again, this is just my opinion on it. Yeah. You know, I don't know how that actually works because honestly, I've never been in that situation.
1: I've yeah. never I never think been this in a- is a new precedent for everyone. I don't think anyone has ever been like this type of situation ever happened. I don't know. At least I've I've, I've never heard of any incidents like this.
5: Well, and you know? I know someone was kicked out last year. You know, and that was because they were threatening with guns and whatnot else. Um that I take that as that's pretty serious, and they were welcome back this year.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: So where that comes from, you know, whatever. But it's also one of those things where I honestly, truly believe, now, granted, this is my own opinion too. I don't know for a fact, but unfortunately, and I'm not saying when I have cocktails, I may not do stupid things as well, but unfortunately, Dan is one of those that once the sun sun starts to set, he starts to have his cocktails and his beers, and then he kind of likes to become Mr. President, and I am in charge of everything, and likes to kind of throw his weight around.
1: Wait, he drinks then, on unfortunately... the job? Oh, not right. yeah. This, this oh. is their job, right? Does this is, They get paid to... Yeah. Well, not paid, but they, they get their expenses paid and stuff to... to well, I don't know event. about
2: after hours. I, w- I, I wouldn't... And yeah. that's... Ryan's opinion. We we sure. don't know this yeah. for sure. We don't know
1: for sure. Yeah,
5: mm-hmm. that is my opinion. Yeah. Now, if someone directly asks me, "Have I seen him drink while there are flights taking place?" Yes, definitely, most definitely. i no. I'm not saying he's flown. I'm not trying to say that. But if he's representing the Urcha board and he's out there as a Urcha board member with Urcha board swag or whatever on, and presenting that he's the president of Urcha. Yeah, uniform, you're probably, right? in uniform, hat and shirt, you know. I don't know if the khaki shorts are standard uniform or if that's just a personal preference, but you know. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean it is something where I have noticed that during the daylight, he usually tends to be a lot more reasonable and a lot more kind of collected. And as the night goes on, all of a sudden things start to go a little bit awry. And that's where I think this whole cops getting called comes in is he had had a few again my opinion i'm not trying to state this as fact yeah this is just yeah
2: we don't know at
1: all he could have just been tired yeah
5: right this is only what i see from my side of things but i saw it as he's had some drinks he thinks that i was snubbing him by coming back onto the property even though i had never actually been kicked off i was asked not to be in my trailer that night He sees me as being on the property, as snubbing him, wants to kind of throw his weight around and show that, hey, you cannot do this to me, and calls the sheriff's department. Well, first off, why wouldn't you get a hold of me directly and say, hey, dude, you are not supposed to be here. I'm going to call the sheriff's department if you don't leave. No, the very first communication I got from him was after I gotten all of these text messages from people and phone calls and people writing up on their one wheels and their, you know, the... Skateboard like you've got and whatnot, saying, like, literally coming to me physically and saying, dude, cops are here. We think they're here for you. It might be best if you kind of skate out of here. And I took their advice and I left. I was almost back to my hotel when all of a sudden I finally get a phone call from Dan and it's, Ryan, where are you? Like, uh, I'm on uh, Walnut Street and something. I don't know. I'm going back to my hotel. Why? Ryan, I know you're on site. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not, Dan. I am not on site. No, I know you're on site. You know, and I'm like, look, do you seriously want me to pull over right now, take a picture and send it to you to show you exactly where I am? I can do that right now. So you're saying you, you, you weren't on site? I said, no, I fully admit I was on site. I left there. I've been gone for the past, you know, 10, 15 minutes. I am not on site. Well, just so you know, I've got the sheriff's department here, and I'm letting you know that you are officially banned from all AMA premises. Well, of course, first off, how do you ban me from all A- or he said, all AMA premises indefinitely. And it's like, well, wait, how can you ban me from all AMA premises indefinitely? You don't represent the AMA. Okay, maybe I'm banned from the event. Okay, I get that, but... You're saying two weeks from now, I can't come back and fly at an AMA field or, you know, at the, the AMA headquarters. I don't think you have the power to do that. I still have not gotten word one from the AMA and I'm not assuming they're going to say anything because they're probably going to look at it, go seriously. This was over golf carts. And this was actually because Ryan was trying to do the right thing called the police department instead of trying to get into a physical or verbal altercation with this lady because she literally stole money and other personal property. And that's really what that came down to, is she literally was stealing money. She literally was stealing personal property. It wasn't something where she was unaware of it either after I let her know about it. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things where he's telling me, you know, I'm, I'm indefinitely banned and on and on and on. And how, you know, the sheriff's department's right there. They're listening to all of this. If I come back onto the premises, I'm going to be immediately arrested. Well, I, I honestly, I don't think you can actually be arrested for trespassing. You can be ticketed. I don't th- and I don't know. They might escort you off a property. I don't think it's an arrestable offense. Again, I'm not a law enforcement officer or a lawyer. I have no clue. I think they can. Sure. Yeah, here in Missouri, they can arrest you. Yeah,
1: they can arrest you for trespassing.
5: Really? OK, then mm-hmm. and then I did like I said, I, I don't know exactly how that works, but so, you know, and I told Dan, I said, Dan, why, why am I being kicked off? I, I'm a fully paid member. Why am I being kicked off? Can you just explain that to me? And immediately it went into, you know what? This isn't the time and place for that. You you are not allowed here. And it's like, well, uh, wait, this actually does seem like the time and place to tell me why I'm being kicked off, not just you're kicked out even though you're a fully paid, Urcha uh, member and a fully paid event member. But apparently that wasn't the time and place. So, you know, I knew you well enough. Don't go back there, you know, and whatnot and stayed the stayed Saturday night at my hotel room. A few people came over, you know, and we kind of sat and made fun of the Urcha board a number of times. And, you know, like I say, I know Wes is, he actually was going to bat for me. So I don't want necessarily mm-hmm. to necessarily group that. um, Monty, I mean, Monty didn't say word one one way or the other. I really would have liked him to at least defend the fact that you need to give Ryan some reasoning behind this, you know. The fact that when this stuff started out Friday afternoon, Friday morning, when they were saying you need to go and apologize, they're literally saying, Ryan, we realize this isn't your fault. But somehow in between that... I mean, going to my hotel room and coming back Saturday, it culminated into I'm the worst of all villains for Urcha, and therefore you're banned. Yeah, you know. And really, what it came down to is Urcha was the Urcha board was getting a lot of heat, and they needed, again, my opinion. I do need to preface that, but they were getting a lot of heat, and they needed someone, a single person, to blame it on, and the fact that. She was already naming me. Boy, Ryan's probably the easiest scapegoat we're going to ever find. And that's what they use me as. Again, my opinion. I do want to state that because it, it, it's, that's what I feel. That's my outlook on it. That's yeah. how I feel this went down. Yeah. And right. I don't want guys to get flack on the fact that, oh, you're supporting this guy making false statements. No, I'm making statements about what I believe, whether they're true or false is what it is this is what i think so you know i mean you guys are at least giving me a chance to voice this outside of some of these idiots that have been on facebook you know and i know one guy got a picture of me and started putting little me you know like stupid pictures put little memes up and then when he actually i think probably ron or maybe al or someone on the hangout ended up deleting his stuff what does he do he puts it on his profile picture me on his profile picture it's like oh you must really like me if i am the one on your profile picture you know but oh well again neither here nor there but so yeah i mean that's that's kind of what it turned out to and honestly completely turned me off towards the hobby um you know at least initially for the first day or two the drive home sucked i mean you and i talked for quite a while. you know, as I was getting more towards, uh, Wisconsin and more towards home, Steve, which mm-hmm. that helped. And I, I definitely appreciated that. Um, you know, and then as I started to talk to more and more people and actually getting support from different people, it's like, okay, Brian, you do need to snap out of this. This doesn't mean every single person in this hobby is, you know, a complete piece of, you know, crap. There are a lot of good people out there. It's unfortunate that the very few handful of people are making their voice loud enough, are being their their keyboard white warriors and whatnot, and being complete dicks about this, you know. And I mean, even to this last weekend when I when I ended up piling in my five hundred in, unfortunately, um, you know, it was something where Wait, you fly. Hey, every now and then, and then I have to. Buy
2: more parts. He flies when no one's looking. Yes,
3: Actually, I've seen I it seen when I wasn't
2: looking.
5: All in. he did, yeah, all he was doing was hovering. When I seen him fly,
2: I
0: have seen hey, him fly. I saw him fly at hey, Fredericksburg.
5: If this wasn't a family show, Ian, I would have some words for you. <laughs> <laughs> Starts with go, and it ends somewhere in yourself. So, <laughs> uh, would, would the would the middle part be my uh, middle name on Facebook? Yes, but I believe that was PH, so it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, so, and, and I mean, a little backstory on the, the event that I was at this last weekend. Um, it's at my home, home field. They always used to have the event on the exact same weekend of Urcha. So I and one of my other buddies uh, that has attended Urcha for the past, I think, 16 years, he wasn't able to get there this year because he ended up being diagnosed with cancer, which fortunately Jeez. it seems like, you know, he's got a very good handle on it. He was at this event, you know, he, he's, he's in great, I mean, the guy's always smiling. You never see him where he's not smiling, you know, um, guy by the name of John Schiffer. But, uh, you know, normally this, this event of ours is always on the same weekend as Urcha. So he and I were never able to attend this. Well, a couple of years ago, they shifted the event to the following weekend. Well, then what was it Not last year, two years ago, when the whole rocket, uh, rocket people had their way with, Mm, well, you know, well then Urcha got shifted to the weekend that our event was on again. Last year, we didn't really have it with the COVID stuff and whatnot, you know, whatever. And then this year, all of a sudden, you know, partway through last week like tuesday wednesday of last week i started getting messages from some of the guys at the field and they're like hey you know you're gonna be at the at the event this weekend it's like uh uh i didn't even pay attention to the fact that there was one and then like the president of the club and the secretary and the treasurer guys like these old guys plankers are getting a hold of me saying hey you know, you're going to be there. We'd really love to see you. haven't seen you at the field, you know, very often this year. And this was something where a lot of, uh, for for years, I was going there every single night after work, even, you know, I, I'd throw usually my 500 into the back of my work van and well, get done with work, stop by there, have a couple of flights, go home type of deal. Um, you know, and I, I just haven't been around there this year, really. And all of a sudden, it's like even these old guys are saying, hey, you're going to be there. Hey, we'd love to see, you, you know, and the president's saying, hey, I'll cover your landing fee. It, it, it would be awesome to just see you here. Even if you don't fly, just just pull some helicopters out. We're really not going to have any helicopters here. It's all going to be drones, racing drones and airplanes and a few EDF jets. It's like, well, I, you know, I work, but, yeah, I, you know, I'll come on my on my uh, lunch break type of deal. And ended up getting there, and it's like, if you know, the entire time I was there, I kept thinking, "Wait, this is what events are supposed to be like: people coming up, talking with you, joking around with you, you know, busting each other's balls, type of deal. You know, just having a good time. And then, you know, the one announcer guy saying, "Hey, you know, it, it'd be awesome to have you do a flight. You know, if if you want to do a flight, we'll we'll clear the flight line. And I'm, of course, I'm sitting there going." No, no, I'll I'll go over here to the corner. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it was something where okay, yeah, fine. I'll you know I'll I'll take up you know the KSE and the 500. And, you know, I took the the KSE up first, and things were were feeling good. You know, and things were clicking, and you know, okay, this is feeling better. Okay, I'm getting, I guess, as much into the groove as I can get. I don't fly like Kevin. I don't fly like Steve or like Andy. Well, Ian, I mean, you know, he just piles it into the ground. So I, I won't comment. Hey, I've that. gotten
3: better at it. <laughs> <laughs> I've
5: got gotten better at
0: piling it in. <laughs> it.
5: Ian, your your flying has improved, like, I mean, insanely so. You know, the first time I met you in person in Iowa there, it's like shit this guy can fly. I mean, you know, he's, he's, he's still a little squirrely on some of this stuff, but he can fly. And then like the following year, it's like, dude, where did this guy come from? (laughs) He's still really fun to crash into the ground, but while he's still in the air, he's actually doing stuff. That's really fun to watch, you know? So, but like I say, you know, the, the flight with the KSE was cool and, you know, land and, Oh hey, you know, pe- people come up and just hey, that was great. We loved seeing that. We don't ever get to see helicopters at our field or, you know, just I mean, the kind of the typical encouragement that you like to get at at an event. Um, you know, and there were a couple of people that came walking up and they're like, "Oh, you know, they're seeing me fold the blades up on the on the 700." And they're like, "Oh, did, were you going to fly again?" And I'm like, "I I'm on my lunch break, you know." Like <laughs> I don't really have time. Ta- oh, you already flew. Oh no, we missed it. I'm like, well, I do, I do still have a, a pack charge for the 500. I, you know, I was thinking of flying that. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Well, of course, this is where dumbass Ryan goes. Ah, hey, people are watching me. Ah, I'm gonna start to really get aggressive. And
4: yeah,
5: <laughs> I succeeded. You know, one kind of half-ass overspeed, and then another half-ass overspeed, and then, um, I guess what what's the term they use? It starts with a fence and ends with a post. That's mm-hmm. kind of what happened with that because Ryan decided not to operate his collective in the correct direction when he came around again on a power loop. Mm. And yeah, so.
2: Oh, nice. You drove it in.
1: Yeah, so you showed him how a helicopter crashes.
5: The thing is, I did not bend the main shaft, so I've got that going for me. But And this is how you pick up all the pieces right exactly unfortunately <laughs> well, i've still got a couple of sets of 500 or 523 blades and got a number of feathering shafts um canopy's not overly great but being that i kind of leveled out the canopy wasn't completely demolished landing gear is non-existent i mean that i'm pretty sure just evaporated somewhere never actually really found that i think i found part of the sticker on for part of it but but you know it it was just again one of those things where all of this crap that happened at urcha was very disconcerting was shitty was you know but Again, I really had to step back, you know, the following week and go, yeah, but all of this bullshit that you're seeing is a very, very small part of it. You know, you can't take what these idiots are saying, you know, and I'm sorry, I do need to call out Frank on the fact that I had reported this post that, you know, had a couple of guys sucking on corn stalks and whatever else and naming me out by name because according to the. RCA or the RC Heli hangout rules, you're not supposed to be harassing or bashing or whatever the exact wording of the rules are, you know, other members of the group. And I didn't get at Andy's advice. Actually, I didn't get on there and start, you know, replying or anything like that. I just reported it to the admins. Well, Frank just kept leaving it up, leaving it up, leaving it up. And, you know, I talked to one of the other guys and he's like, yeah, I, I haven't even really been on there.
1: Haven't seen it, you know. Sorry and whatnot. I'm curious. And why why oh, are you calling out Only Frank though? Because he's not the only admin, right? Like, I mean, he might be a founder of the group, but well, there's like there's a I, handful of other admins. I don't like he works, right? I'm just curious why you're calling him out yeah, that, that a I post during the day.
5: Is as soon as basically immediately prior to this post going up, uh-huh. he went on. Uh, and he himself personally removed me as an admin. You know, and this I found out again from one of the a- other admins. They're like, Yeah, we weren't even notified of this. You, you know, at least this person wasn't. And I I don't Wait, want so. You
1: were an admin until just recently?
5: Yeah. Yep. And then all of a sudden this post went up. So of course I couldn't remove it. So all mm. I could do was report it to the admins, to type of deal. Sure. And then the admins weren't doing anything. And the reason I am calling Frank out is he was the one that removed me as an admin. Again, there was nothing that I did on the Hangout to warrant that. But
1: what I think... You, you, when you asked Frank, what did he say?
5: Absolutely nothing. I, I messaged him about it, and he wouldn't respond to that. But he would respond if I would call him out on it. You know, well, what are you trying to say? I'm saying, you know, here's the thing. One of the reasons, the only reason you went to Urch is for... Because you're the manager of, you know, different companies and whatnot, which, uh, you know, respect to the companies, I'm not going to name either, you know, and it is something where many people for years have begged him to come to Urcha, never wants to come. All of a sudden, oh, he becomes a manager of this company or that, and oh, well, my trip's paid for, so then I'll go, you know, and I call. Oh, we don't
1: know that. Do we know that for a fact? I don't know Uh, that. No. From
5: yeah. companies, I do know he came with the owner slash. I guess so, we don't
1: know his finances. We don't know what what is going on with him and his partnership with his sponsors. Like, I don't know if it's good to assume anything. Yeah,
4: that's you know? not exactly you're, fair. because
1: you're because if you're assuming that, then people it's can just, assume the same thing about you and all the stuff that you've been accused of doing. You know? So, like, mm-hmm. let's let's be let's kind of let's not really fair. dig into Frank because I don't think it's fair to dig into something when we don't have the full story. Now, Frank wants to come on the show and talk about it, or I also want to extend this out to any of the Board folks and even Stephanie from PNP. Like, I don't care who. If anyone wants to come and tell their side of this story, then that's perfectly fine. But I don't know. I don't know about dragging Frank into this. I feel like, sure, he might have shown up with Wes a couple times and stuff, but to me, he doesn't seem to have any real involvement in this. Now, obviously, the, the Facebook group thing, but... I don't know his reason why he removed you as an admin. Um, if he doesn't explain that, I don't know. Like you should ask him again, to to clear that up. Why that changed? But oh, yeah. like,
4: yeah, not, I like don't I'm
1: think not. it's right to like say anything about Frank unless you really know concrete evidence why. Yeah, you know, I or, agree. You know,
4: I
5: I and and I can agree with that as well. You are correct. Yep, you're 100 percent correct on that. So,
4: so I knock it that, off.
5: uh, (laughs) but um but getting back to the positive aspect of things you know it was nice to just see that Mm
4: -hmm.
5: you know the hobby is a lot bigger than sometimes what we might see you know it's something that Uh there might be some bad eggs out there and they might have a very loud voice and make you feel like absolute shit or try to make you feel like shit or whatever the case may be. But that's where you just ignore these people and you get in back into your local clubs. You talk to the people that have always been good for you, you know, good with you. You talk to the people that, you know, have defended you up one side and down the other. I've got to give mad respect to John Dale because he was, he was going on to that, that whole crappy post that was on uh, the hangout. And he was defending me up one side and down the other, you know, a number of people were, you know, and it was really, it was really welcoming and refreshing to see that where they didn't have to do that. They could have just shut up, you know, but they were willing to go on there and potentially get backlash because of it, you know, so it was really nice, but I don't know, it is what it is, I guess.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Cool. Um, did, do you guys have more questions for Ryan? Let's see if no, we make sure that I think mm-hmm. he covered it in depth. Yeah. I just
2: want to reiterate. Uh, I think this, so, too. This is Ryan's side. We don't... Us, personally, don't know for positive. So if Dan wants to come on here and mm-hmm. talk, he's welcome or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I believe Ryan, but I'm just trying to be fair and neutral
4: yeah
5: no and and honestly that's that's what you have i don't want to tell you what you have to do but honestly that's what you have to do you know Mm -hmm. you get one side of the story but if you only get one side of the story and you preach it well i mean you're basically going to be like cnn or you know some of these other news outlets sorry if you guys like cnn jeez i didn't even want to get into that i guess but you know i mean it is something where be fair and you know true again true to the hobby to the you know the people listening to you you need to get all sides of the story not side maybe this side that side side and the underside
2: you know Mm -hmm. and from what i can tell um the cart lady was very vocal to anyone that would listen her side Mm -hmm. so we thought it'd be fair to give you a chance to give your side
5: Yep. And I very, very, very much appreciate that. So thank you, all all you guys. You know, I, I really appreciate that.
2: All right. Let's do this top 10 shotgun round and get the hell out of here. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, it's laughs> freaking
1: late. All right, Ryan, we're going to do this top 10 shotgun round. That's 10 quick questions. Quick questions, answers. Ryan. Quick. quick. Quick answers. Quick answers. I should say One quick sentence questions answers. quick answers. Yes. Oh, all right. My. Okay. All That's right. a challenge. I'm just going to randomly start. I'm going to start, and then you guys can randomly pick ones and do it. So let's do the top 10 shotgun round. Okay, first one, Ryan. Pinch or thumb?
0: Thumb. All right. Nitro or electric? Uh,
5: love nitro, but I'm lazy. Electric.
2: All right. 500 and below or 550 and bigger?
5: That's a difficult one. I love my 500, but I love the big birds. So I'd say 550 and bigger. All
3: right.
5: All right. When was the
3: last time you flew a fly bar?
5: Uh, My 400, I had no clue what I was doing, and it was like three years ago because some old man had it at the field.
1: Okay. Uh, Let's see. Sport or 3D?
5: I like to say 3D, but my flying, honestly, is more sport. I try three. All, all right.
0: Together. Strap or strapless? Strap.
5: <laughs> I love that strap going right around my neck.
2: So strap, I knew it. strap on for him, definitely. Mm-hmm.
5: Definitely yep. strap.
2: All right. Coreless or brushless servos? Or do you care? Brushless. All right. I got it. Brushless.
5: That's all I fly. Cool. All right. Um, fuselage style or pod and boom? Oh, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> um, no preference, honestly. I love my SAB, but I love that Fury that I've got, as well as that Compass 7HV. So I love both. I, I don't have I hear
1: pot and boom. Mm. Mm-hmm. I love, yeah, that's pot and boom. <laughs> All right, <laughs> low or high head speed?
5: <laughs> as high as she goes. I need oh, to be yeah, able to
1: recognize
5: spin. myself when it's diving towards the ground. Or just completely demolish it.
1: Or just
0: re get it, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And the granddaddy of all questions (laughs) Urcha or smaller events?
5: (laughs) Sorry. If Spring Fling and Modown are included in smaller events, definitely smaller events.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Would they be included? I mean, they're under 150 people usually. So I would. I don't know, yeah. That's a
2: number, though. Yeah. Yeah, but what's over 150? Only Urcha, really, yeah, That's Yeah. Maybe the line's at 100 people. Well,
5: Urcha, yeah. I've 3D. There, there are plenty that are over 150. That a just,
1: helicopter only, though? I don't think well, so. I mean... Even Extravaganza, I don't think, pulls in that OHB number of people, dude. OHB used do. to be. OHB oh, used to yes. Do I
2: know, that's true, and I do love OHB. Or Winter Bash now, but it's not hardly <laughs> yeah. as big as it used to be so longer answers now that's all
1: your fault smaller events all right all right right, that's top 10 shotgun round all right ryan i know you had to kind of pull off the side of the road to do this interview
2: you still got gas (laughs) in
1: your car yeah let's say is your car still running (laughs)
5: Yeah, well, um, the thing that tells me my average miles per gallon—it's uh, not even reading out anymore. So, sure.
0: <laughs> oh jeez, I mean,
5: like twenty-five, twenty-six miles to the gallon when I was when I pulled over. Now it's just dashes. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: no boy.
1: <laughs> well, I want to, uh, you know, give you thanks for coming on the show. Uh, appreciate you telling us your side of the story. Kind of figure out what's going on with this. Oh, by the way, this was episode 289, Ryan's World. <laughs> that was the new yes. episode. So, Sweet. Um, yeah, man. Uh, if people want to get in touch with you, do you want to give any contact info? They're just going to yell at oh.
4: yeah, me.
5: Yeah. I'm on Facebook. Um, most of you guys probably have my phone number. That's on yeah, Facebook I think also. I, yeah, I've, I've got your phone number. <laughs> yeah, you damn well better but um yeah okay. i mean instagram i don't really go on chat on snapchat much but it's about the extent of it and i hardly ever use my email unless i'm at work and I've, yeah yeah all right okay. so
1: That's, facebook Yep, yeah, facebook
5: yep facebook
1: all Do right it. cool thanks ryan
5: I appreciate it, guys. You guys nice. absolutely rock, and thank you very much for this opportunity.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Thanks for dude. coming on and yeah. answering yeah. the hard questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's
1: great chatting with you, dude. Yeah, I, mean, I know it's probably not easy, but um, yeah. If yeah. you, if, if uh, you know, if those other guys or other folks come on the show, um, and you want to come on the show with them, let me know as well. You know. Uh, If they want to do it together, too, I'll let them know. I'll give that as an option for them. If Dan wants to come on with you, let's say.
2: Or if the board wants to Mm -hmm. say something or have a statement or or whatever.
4: Yeah.
5: Sure. Yeah, I mean, keep me posted. I'm I'm definitely open to whatever. You know, this is, it's definitely something that I would at least like to get all of the true and honest stories out there. Mm -hmm. So.
4: Yeah.
1: And, And. I don't know about you, but I mean, I think getting this squash as soon as possible would also help. Like, I think, you know. Yeah. Most likely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Whether you have to kind of whatever, talk to Dan and those guys, you know, do what you got to do. I don't think PNP is going to even be welcome back next year, if anything. Anyway, so it would be one less thing to worry about.
5: You know, I guess that. Not to not to deviate from you ending the show, but that was one thing that was made very well known before Urch even started. Is mm-hmm. Ann and all of those guys with Urcha board specifically said these guys P and P are here because we had no other options. We couldn't find a vendor this it, on this short of notice. They are not welcome. No matter what, they are not welcome back to Urcha after this. So. I guess a little side note that again, I do believe they were doing it for the best interest of Urch uh, and for you know the people attending. So it's just it's unfortunate
4: how yeah. things turned out. Yeah, Urch, yeah.
2: the board of Urch was put in a really tough spot, and I don't, yeah, I don't blame them for the way the golf cart stuff went down at all. Mm-hmm. I blame P and I don't even know why they agreed to come back. They should have cut ties in two thousand nineteen and. Because they've been unhappy for years, and this was finally just yeah, a good re, a good excuse for them. Um, but the, yep. it, it doesn't make any sense why they would even agree to do it, why they don't take cards. I mean, there's a lot of questions we could ask them yeah. about their whole business model. And mm-hmm. I'm sure they're probably having a tough time with COVID and everything. They probably had less events to do and everything. So I'm they're probably in a tough spot. You know, to be fair, but still, what they're doing is is really weird. Yeah. Right. Agreed. All right. Thanks, Ryan. All right.
4: Thanks, man. I,
5: uh, I will head out, and I appreciate everything, and you guys take care of yourself, all right?
4: All yeah. right. You man. Will
5: we'll do. All right. See you guys.
1: All right. Hey, we'll see later. you. Bye. Mm, bye. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, you know, I'm glad that he came on the show to to explain himself, basically, right? Like explain his mm-hmm. side of the story. Um, yeah. You know, I think it's very unfair. Um, the amount of, I guess, lash that even we're getting because we got him on the show. Like people were yeah, messaging me that. and stuff. So he you should know. be
3: allowed to at least speak his side. I mean, yeah,
1: yeah. he's been to every
3: for he's
1: like been, what five six years yeah and, and he's no, not only that he's been to a lot of events in the east coast he like he drives mm-hmm. he drives and supports a lot of these events it's, it's
2: been it's been weird how much hate he's gotten when yeah I, I don't understand it fully i mean maybe there's other things going on that <clears> have nothing to do with this
1: Right or something like that. I think that. part I of it know. is. It's, I think it's the part of it is the. Um, what do you call it again? What? God, I forgot what he called it. The chit. What do they call it? The the haggling. Uh, the the, not haggling. The chirping. Chirping. chirping the that's the chirp. chirp. Yeah. The chirping. Yeah. I think a lot of the the perception of him is because of the chirping. That like maybe some people said it was. Oh yeah, you encouraged me to fly harder. But I think ninety percent of the people were like shut the fuck up like it's annoying and a lot of the chirping he did on at the field at the events i noticed he was trying to do some on on facebook and that wasn't going through very well either so i think the you know it built up a reputation of like this guy's a bit of an asshole even though like i know ryan i don't think he's an asshole you know you know like you hung out with him so you know so like i think it's just that he he portrayed this like image of this this person who you know drives people into the ground and yells at people to fly lower and harder and whatever you know which not all people might have been receptive to and they consider that annoying or bullying or you know all the the words that people are using these days because feelings are getting hurt so yeah i don't know
3: well it's like the first time he ever chirped with me was you know was over in uh council bluffs and You know, of course, I was rattled at the time. I didn't, you know, I just blocked him out and just did a normal flight. And then in Council Bluffs, I just kind of caved into it. I had fun, even regardless if I crashed my ship. I mean, I I was laughing when it crashed. But, you know, it's just something I've gotten used to. And, you know, I'll fly a little harder. I mean, and I did have fun.
2: I so guess I it's don't like, understand how somebody yelling at you could make you crash.
1: No.
3: It's, it's just, I don't know. If you cave into it and just push yourself
1: a little too hard.
3: But then again, it, we're all there to have
1: fun. Yeah. Also, I mean, you know, it takes a lot of concentration to fly helicopters. If someone's, like, screaming your name and screaming stuff at you, you might lose concentration for a second. I'm just saying. like you That know.
2: is also true.
1: Right? Like, when I know I when I try to like do that. stuff. With heavy concentration, I, I don't but want don't anyone talking at don't you block that out? I mean, there's
2: distractions everywhere. There's people just talking, talking to you.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah like how how is uh, that different all, than you know? than Matt Bodos or Burt being on the mic or any of these? No, other no people difference that's in done, my opinion. Done that same thing. It's
1: the same. Yeah, but they don't. They don't. I don't think they go to the extent that that he does. He he really pushes people to try to go lower and harder. Like, Matt will wind it up and do this and do that, and he'll kind of push people to, like, perform, but he won't really, I don't think he ever, I've never heard him say go lower or, like, you know, cut cut vegetation and stuff. Maybe he has. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. All I know is it's late.
0: <laughs> yes. It was a long show. Kevin, yes. So, <laughs> my two cents on the whole thing is I, I, yeah. number one, I wasn't there. So, I'm just trying to get just hear the stories. I mean, sure. people can hate on us if they want for giving somebody a, a voice, but uh, it's only his side of the story. I can stand on the street corner, same as anybody else, and witness a crash and describe it two different ways. It's just that's the way it is.
1: Yeah. That's just life and humans,
0: right? Yeah. I mean,
3: that, perspective that's, is key, you know?
0: That's it. And then I'd like to
1: know more about it. And uh, I like to see it. all the perspectives. Yeah. Right. Because maybe we're missing something. And, and you know, maybe he even missed something. Or maybe the Urcha guys missed something. Or maybe even the PMP lady might have missed something. Who knows? Right. So yeah. uh, it, it seems like a lot of this stuff that's, that's caused this to escalate, Um, some of it's miscommunication, as far as yeah, I can tell.
2: A lot of it, especially between him and the Urcha board, that's all miscommunication. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's, might be Ryan's fault, might be their fault, might be a little bit of both, but it's definitely miscommunication. Mm hmm. Mm
1: hmm. So. All right. What do we got for news and announcements?
2: We got news and announcements. All right. We have some fun flies to an- announce. Yeah. Mostly because I couldn't find any like news. So. Let's go over some of these fun flies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, do we have them in order? Steve, you put these in here? Uh, for the most part. It looks like August 21st. That's just right around the corner. Haley's at Highland. That's the Frankfurt Highland Airport in Frankfurt, New York. Okay. So check that out if you're in that area. I have no idea where that is. But. If you've I think heard it's of upstate
1: New York, right?
2: Yeah, it's in New York. Yeah, somewhere in New York. Yep. Yeah. Nope. All right, next on the list, we got the Snohomish Funfly. Anybody that's ever listened to RCHN? Has probably heard of this. That's a big one out on the West Coast. The Pacific Northwest. This is August 24th through the 30th in Snohomish, Washington. That's near Seattle. It's near
0: the West Coast.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Just what I say, Pacific Northwest. Okay, better than what I said. Yeah. All right. The 18th annual Northeast Model Helicopter Jamboree Redo Redux is in Rochester area, August 27th through the 29th. This is our buddy Chris Reibert's event. Uh mm-hmm. huh. Are they yep. let, are they letting people outside of New York in this year?
1: I believe so. Okay. Just not
2: from Florida. Okay. <laughs> they won't they won't let you Florida people in anywhere though. To be honest, yeah, that's true. All right. right. Um, Town RC September fourth, Chicago area at Schiller Model Airplane Flying Field up near Chicago. That's cool. I met the guy that that puts this event on at Urcha. Really nice guy. Rico, I believe was his name. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah, he's a cool dude. Talked to him for a good little while. And Haley's Extravaganza, September 8th through the 12th at Triple Tree Aerodrome in Woodruff, South Carolina. This is an absolutely fantastic event. Gonna Are have you going? Sp- uh, oh, I doubt it. I doubt it. I would love to, and maybe I can make it down for like one day, like Saturday, like I did a couple years ago, but it's, that's tough for me. I'll be like getting into corn harvest at that time. Yeah. So it's just, it's difficult, but I would love to, cause that's a fantastic venue and that's a great event. I'd be doing a sliding auto contest. Mm. You got to enter that's that. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna go. How are you going,
1: you? Steve? I plan on it. Yeah.
2: Nice. nice. Just don't. I mean, this will be a good way to learn autos. Don't like try to auto. Just come down and like you were landing an airplane. Just hit the ground yeah. with forward momentum, and you'll slide. Easy peasy. Anybody Land can do it. Easy. Even Ian.
1: Oh, <laughs> I used to do it all the time with my uh, oxy three down the runway at Polda. Yeah. Well, there you go. Had
2: a lot of fun they doing it. You do that. it with yeah. your raw, Nitro. Yeah, no raw electric you want more weight I think
3: I think the only time I've ever had one of my helis actually do a slide as it was was more or less sliding on the side
2: after I don't think that's That's the the proper way to do it (laughs) yeah
3: (laughs)
0: I've done
2: that
3: Uh, okay I wasn't sure
2: yeah (laughs) right. we got Helly's Gone Wild, September tenth through the twelfth, South, South Jersey. This is at Allen's Airstrip in Southampton, New Jersey. See, I remembered it. Yeah, yeah, Southampton, Southampton. Another mm-hmm. great place. Uh, good folks there. Yep, Mr. Allen and his wife. And yeah. every time I hear Helly's
0: Gone Wild, I think of Hulkamania. Yeah. Helly's <laughs> <he's> gone wild. <laughs>
2: That's what I think of? What's this last one here? Airmasters Heli Fun Fly the Airmasters RC Flying Club. Where is this located?
1: I have no idea. I'm looking all over the invite. They I'm don't. They see. didn't
2: put the location
1: anywhere online. No, not that I can tell. Huh. I mean, I can Google you know Airmaster RC Flying Field and see if that comes up. Why out? isn't
2: it in the event here, like on Facebook?
1: It looks like it's in Ohio. Hmm. Yeah, Hamilton County, Ohio,
2: Airmasters okay. RC
1: Flying Club. Yeah, it looks like it's in North Bend, Ohio. So.
2: Uh, I would uh, suggest to the guys that are doing this, put your address on your yeah. event. Don't just say thing. the field name, yeah. Yeah, because we don't know where the hell that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, anyway, that is September 17th through the 19th. Yep cool yeah what else we got we got anything else i think that's it news is a little yeah. bit light this week and i did try to find something but i just couldn't
1: all right all right so what's next for you in the hobby then huh
2: what's next for me
1: yeah i'm gonna finish building this
2: raw this week hopefully and try to test fly it and do the a little bit of initial tune on it, just so it's flying decent, and then he can finish tuning it. That's the plan, anyway. If I don't get like washed away or floated down the river, we've gotten almost four inches of rain today. Wow! Yeah, Jeez. it's yeah, <laughs> it's been raining like all day, like really hard. So
1: is that that that,
2: yeah, storm, that storm Fred storm coming? Thing. Up? Yeah.
1: Damn you, Fred! You'll be getting it. Ooh, I could finally probably see it. tomorrow. Damn you, yeah. Fred.
2: Yeah. Damn it, Fred.
1: <laughs>
2: so I hope the river doesn't get out and flood all my corn. I'll be yeah. grouchy if that happens. Well, Grouchier. more grouchy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be even more pissed off than normal. Yeah. You don't want to see okay. that? No, I don't want to see that. Oh. What about you, Kevin? What's next for you?
0: Um, it's a good question. Gotta go flying this weekend at some point, but I think I'm gonna uh, wait a minute. What, what what week is it? What day is it? I don't know. Yeah, this weekend uh, I'm gonna visit my mom for at least half a day with well, my sister. Nice. Yeah, so be doing that, and then hopefully get some flights in.
2: Yeah, you've been getting out like every weekend here lately, right? Yeah. Yeah, you've nice. been doing good, dude. And the season's about to start. Yeah,
1: exactly. Mm-hmm. We're getting ready for the season start. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, nice. What's your next event, Kevin? It's gonna be uh, Winter Bash. Winter Bash. Yep. Nice. I'm gonna see if I can try to make it. Yeah, to that you need one. to come down, down be... for
2: that, Steve. I'm gonna try to be there.
1: I'm gonna be there.
2: If what if about you, Ian? Something weird doesn't happen. Uh, yeah,
3: I'm gonna try. I'm gonna see how it goes because uh, I'm also gonna be going to um. um the
1: fall
3: poll so yeah, that's like, like in
1: like November. that's like yeah that's, that's like months away no yeah. not really i yeah, know yeah it might be hard
0: yeah i'm looking forward to it i'm gonna definitely try and hit that up
1: yeah well, i'm definitely gonna go
0: there. dude yeah. Yeah. i gotta go
2: yeah yeah you have to i mean there's no excuse yeah, you you could go for the day, drive home at night, and then go back the next day. Yeah, no excuse. But if I'm there, you can sleep in a camper. All right, cool. Yeah, you you and Steve can decide who's the big spoon and who's the little one. That's, well, come on, I'm like that, six that's up, foot. That's He's up, like five. That's something. up to you guys. I don't, you know, I don't get in between that.
1: Oh, don't worry about it.
2: <laughs> yes, don't get in between it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't. Whatever you do.
0: Oh boy. (laughs) Those aren't pillows. Oh, shit. Oh, man. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) Who's next? next? Somebody save us.
1: Uh, Are we looking to Ian to save us? uh, Oh, my God.
4: Oh, forget it. I'll go Uh, next. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: All right. I got to finish taking that gas apart so I can get it boxed up. Um, yeah, I want to get that shipped out, you know, this weekend. The latest. Um, I did order some more M2 parts today. Mm-hmm. Actually, like right now. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I got those parts coming in. I plan on, you know, charging a couple of packs for the raw and see if I can make like a thirty-minute trip and just burn through mm-hmm. three or four packs I have for the raw. And just, you know, I'm gonna videotape those flights because I want to see if I can try some of these maneuvers. Um, Hopefully they don't end up like all my logo flights in a crash on the first flight. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll see. Yeah, just do it a couple feet higher. Yeah, I'll have room because I can do it like, do it, like in the sky. like 30 you know, I feet can do it instead
2: of 3 feet.
1: Yeah. You'll be fine. Yeah. And just I'll do it like, you know, in a bigger area. So I'm not like, you know, in in this bowl where I can hit a tree in every single yeah. direction I look at. You'll
2: so. You'll be fine, but be sure you video it just in case you're not.
1: We want to see Yes, that. exactly. Just yeah, in case. We want to we see it gonna be, explode
3: spectacular.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's either going to be like this awesome flight or I'm going to boom strike it or do something weird. Or I'm because, I mean, I'm really aggressive on the sticks now. Or I'm going to crash it. So is it going to be an epic flight? Should be entertaining. Crash in the air or crash on the ground. So, yeah, it's going to be entertaining, I think. We'll see. Or I might check it out and be like, okay, I'm just doing back flips and side flips and forward flips, and then it's boring. I don't know. We'll see. That's all I do. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else? No, that's about it. Who wants to go next? All right, Ian.
3: Yeah, I'll go next. Um, well, all I've got f- lined up for this week is uh, finish setting up the four twenty, um, uh, order some uh, connectors. Like I said, I was wanting to, uh, I'm going to go ahead and order the the Pro Plus. Um, I'll have to talk to you, Steve, to kind of see what's the ideal setup as far as like my uh, my 12S battery for the Drake. And then, you know, just kind of get a better idea of what I should order. And um, mm-hmm. fly. I've okay. got my Nitro going. I've got the Drake together. Hopefully I get the connectors in by this weekend if I order them tonight um and then i've got the 470 so you know if i get the 420 up and going that'd be awesome because that thing is so much fun um that's really all i've got going other than working my ass off
2: which connectors are you getting and have you checked to see because most of those have been out of stock a lot
3: Mm -hmm. um a main i do believe has the d sixes in
2: yeah okay cool
3: uh, I'm not sure as far as what ones I should use. Uh, Steve, now, were you using the singles for uh, your your sticks?
1: Yeah, if you do a stick configuration, you can do a D6 and two S6. Um, just be careful you don't do what I do and plug it into each other. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've done that a couple of times, and two, it's, it's a very easy way of yeah, doing that. Two
2: D6s with just the jumper on your ESC might be like simpler and easier to not screw up.
1: That's true. It's Just an extra kind of wire yeah, configuration.
2: Yeah, it's an extra connection. I think you could still but you
1: could still do the battery to battery. That's the thing. You could still do it.
2: Well, yeah, you still can, I yeah.
1: suppose. Yeah. I mean, there's a way if easily. you want to do the if you want to like solder in a certain way you can do it so you can't plug into each other. I think, you know, Andy you suggested some stuff and mm-hmm. and we were talking about it, but It does kind of go away from the norm of the normal setup everyone else does so just be aware if you do something that's out of the norm Make sure you build your own leads Mm. And you bring those leads if you ever need to you know have use someone else's charger Because most likely they're gonna have like the standard setup, which is I think is advertised on their their website or on their um facebook page how to do it so um, I could show you that way, but yeah either way you know, yeah, you
3: know. I whatever's going to be more convenient, because like, what if I show up to an event and like, right. hey, I need to use somebody's charger. Oh, sorry. Well, you got this configuration. You're an idiot. So yeah. um,
1: one well, thing I'm going to recommend, since you're, you're terrible at soldering, you can see if you can find a solderless yeah, type agree. of D6s and D6s. Um, yeah, agree. you can get both yep. of those types. Yeah, You know, it's the double connect and a single one and solderless. Think of slider. Yeah. My wow. soldering is not that bad. It's just one less worry, though, right? You don't have to worry yeah, about your true. solders being good or bad. And, and right?
2: anytime you go to an event, be damn sure you take your charge leads with you because yeah, just it case. would be foolish to go expecting somebody else to match your, even if you build yours the same as everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, charge leads is very weigh true. like nothing and take up no room. So you can actually put yep. them in your transmitter case
1: yep and you'll have extras of these connectors so if you do buy a pack of the d6 and s6 you know you'll you'll have some extras you can play with uh, for charging leads mm-hmm.
3: oh yeah yeah cool. uh, yeah just send me the info whenever and you know i'll get some some more and get that done but that's that's all i've got going this week
0: all righty then
2: all right you guys want to play some listener pipelines Let's play some
0: listener pipelines. We have a listener pipeline. Let's pipe some listener (laughs) playlines.
2: All right, let me check the volume here. Oh, it's not
1: that kind of podcast? Hi,
2: Mr. Joel. We just got.
1: Okay. I got it. All right. Nice to hear his voice again. All right, right, let's play it. All right.
4: Hi, Mr. Joel. We just got your latest COVID test back, and we have to apologize. It turns out. COVID really wasn't what you had.
0: You had something called uh, tortoise fleckus, also known as shell shaft.
4: Unfortunately, it's a sexually transmitted disease that can only be um, transmitted through intercourse with a turtle. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, shit.
2: Wow. <laughs> well, now we know what he's been doing all week at home. Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. I mm mean, my ass.
0: He, did he say tortoise or TARDIS? Tor,
2: tortoise.
3: That's
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. I uh, thought he
3: said turtle.
2: Turtle, tortoise, whatever. Yeah, you got to watch out for that shale shaft. it will get you.
0: Am I not turtle enough for your turtle club? <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, we got another one.
0: Hey, free for all guys. This is Anthony Mello calling from sunny Long Island,
4: pricey coast. (laughs) A quick question. I was talking to Andy through Facebook Messenger yesterday. I picked up an M2,
0: and I hovered it a little bit. Seems real good for a get-back-into-flying type heli. Uh, I did hear from him that there's a little mechanical setup required to get it flying pretty true, so if you guys could possibly... Mention on the show, or at least shoot me an email or a message on what that is. I would greatly appreciate it. Thanks again, and the show is awesome.
2: Oh, thanks, Anthony. I think yes. that was Steve and that it, chimed in with that bit about the setup, but you uh-huh. wouldn't know that because Steve didn't sign his name to it. Nope. In the group messenger. Good job, sure. Steve. Yeah. I just
1: it just it just came from freefall. That's all.
2: Yeah. So, so yes. Yeah. Tell him real uh, yeah. quick how to do the. The swashplate level deal?
1: Um, well, I mean, my, my swashplate was pretty level, but yeah, you want to make sure that at mid stick you're at zero pitch, right? So adjust the links, adjust what you have to adjust on the on the heli mechanically to get that zero pitch. Um, but you at need to put mid-stick. the
2: thing in, um, in setup mode to do all that, right? Where you can adjust the center point of the servos.
1: Yeah. See that part there is there's instructions on that. I don't remember exactly how to do it off the top of my head. But yeah, the manual shows you how to do that. It also shows you how to adjust the endpoints, yeah, yeah. the cyclic endpoints, the the collective endpoints. Um yeah, the collective endpoints, that's the big one. Because with mine, I remember the pitch was way too like it was way too pitchy midstick, and I couldn't figure out why. And then when I put like a pitch gauge to it, it was like fourteen or fifteen degrees of pitch and so I lowered it down. Like mm-hmm. several points and and um, several clicks on the little thingy, and it it was way more docile. But that was way it was way better for me because that's it equated to about you know twelve degrees or what I'm used to as twelve degrees on a helicopter. So mm-hmm. so it was way better. Um, but yeah, look at the manual, the little flyball manual that it comes with. It's, I know it's kind of hard to read, and you know it's like an, a line manual in three different languages. But I think it's a uh, it yeah, kind of goes into that. Yeah, you press you know,
2: a button or you press and hold down the little setting button and then there's lights and you go through those and then you can move your sticks to, to actually adjust things. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Awesome. That's all the voicemails we have.
0: Yeah. I got to say, Anthony was the guy that left us the uh, review on iTunes yeah. last week. Thanks, Anthony. Nice. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks,
2: Anthony. Should we call him Anthony or Anthony? Anthony. He said he was in Long Island. He's from Long Island, yeah. What did you say? Prossy Coast? Anthony.
0: Anthony knows about Prince Spaghetti Day. Every (laughs) Wednesday. (laughs) Anthony! And don't forget to join us on
3: Discord. (laughs) Or or is that to New York? I don't know
0: what Mm. that was. I don't think you can do to New York, dude. Yeah.
1: All right. Good job, Ian.
2: Yeah. Good job.
1: All right. Well, we'll do uh, the wrap up and the outro next episode. So, just want to give thanks to Ryan for coming on the show and and telling his side of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks to our listeners for your skies, and we'll see you next time. Bye. See you.
2: Ay, oh vamos a Are you chewing gum or something?
1: Yeah, I'll stop before what the I fuck show you. wrong with you? <laughs> you know, just eat dinner and i want to get stuff out of my teeth. You ever hear of a toothbrush? <laughs> Too far. A Same thing with the toothpicks.
0: <laughs> or floss? Or your finger?
2: Finger? No. Or Ian's finger? Ew. Yeah.
1: Ugh, that's disgusting. Gross.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I <laughs> down. That was too far.
0: That went too far.
2: All too right, wheeling it back. Far. Too weird. Don't ever mention Ian's appendages again.
3: Oh man.
1: I did oh, listen uh, to a little bit of the heads with Phil on the show, so we got to uh, give him some shit, huh? Phil, uh, who? Yeah. I haven't finished. Yeah, I just gotten into maybe half of it. I don't know.
0: Oh, that's one more reason I won't listen to that show. Bill, Bill,
1: Bill, Bill, Bill. I think yeah, uh, Bill that's, had that's, you beat on the mic quality last week, though.
0: That's five <laughs> That's five reasons I won't listen to Bill right there. <laughs> on my way to Tijuana, feasting on some barbecued iguana. <laughs> that
1: was funny, but oh my God. That's that, um,
0: that's that song, I'm on a Mexican radio. No, I've never heard that. never song. heard that song? All in Mexico? Yeah. All right, fine.
2: I've heard something like that. Just, I'll just sing it myself then. Yeah, sing it yourself. Screw you guys. Well, how do I make it better?
0: <laughs> Stop talking.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry, Ryan.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> what I normally tell people is see if you can find a plastic bag and just pull that over your head to block out the outside noise and you should be good. Be sure you tie you it around know, actually, your neck, though. I, not let I, sound I out. should
5: try that. Um... <laughs>